This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. I totally sat down with one second to go, what's up? Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. It's a freaking Monday. Warlord, Mater, good evening. I'm drinking my coffee over here. What's happening? What'd that news be doing? Oh, wait a minute. You come here for me to tell you what that news be doing. All the news is fit to news. <laughs> I was on with producer Dave until really late last night. We were we were watching some of the craziest shit you will find on the internet. I was amazed. We watched Orb Lady, Michelle Titler. I was amazed by her CD collection. To me, it looked like she was one. Of, she did one of those, you know, uh, twelve CDs for for two cents. Kind of clearinghouse shit that happened in the early nineties. Dave assured me. That it is a fantastic collection of CDs, so I'm, I'm going to take his word for it. Me too, Warlord, me too. It, it looks like I have secured an apartment that's really nice. I like it. It's got a little bar area and everything. However, I can't move in until April 1st. I'm going to have to go stay with somebody else until then. What's a big claim, Tadpole? I don't know. I don't know what you were referring to with that comment. I mean, I I hope the apartment is mine. The dude. So this was actually an apartment I applied for, and then once I sent him the application, he's like, "Well, I already rented it," which is weird because I Saturday night is when I asked for the application. I sent the application back Saturday night. Oh, weirdest on the internet. Have you ever seen producer Dave's channel? Have you seen producer Dave's channel? <laughs> That's kind of what he's into. We, we watched Chris key who apparently styles his hair with old piss. And we'll tell you how you need to drink piss in order to get some kind of peptides in you and then producer Dave was all um, he was all horny for this dude that I, I'm I'm thinking was AI the the host of this segment uh, had to be AI he looked like he, he was AI generated <laughs> oh and then he was he was interviewing a woman that was totally a, a lizard person and she she kept saying botanicals, but she kept saying it in a weird botanicals. No, it was it was it was crazier than that the way she said it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Seriously, I think Echoplex covers. Uh, is scat weird? Is scat? I posted a meme on Facebook earlier today. That I, I I felt like was directed at people like yourself, Tadpole. Let me let me dig that one up. That could be our meme of the day. I have a tadpole in here. I love I love that the chat has taken to calling uh their their dookies. Taking a tadpole. 
That's gonna have to be a t-shirt now, taking a tadpole. Excuse me, I'll be right back. I gotta take a tadpole. I had the weirdest dream that I was facing off against Roman Reigns in a a trampoline wrestling match. And it was a really nice setup. It was a really nice setup. All of his family was there. I was the I was whatever the, the trampoline federation's champion was. And uh, I was, I was, it was my job to drop the belt to Roman Reigns in front of his family here on the trampoline. <laughs> Clinically, what's up? Hey girl, nice butt. Thanks, I keep my poop in there. Maynard, god damn it, he is, mmm. You're pissing me off, buddy. Stop. He's been a complete asshole all day. Stop. Like, I was laying there. Shut up. I don't care. He's just yapping back at me. Yep, 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 yep. Stop it. He, I was laying in bed with socks, and he kept coming over and trying to fuck with socks. Shut up, Maynard. He was, he was fucking with everything. He was clawing at the door. He was knocking shit over. He was fucking with Socks and Smokey, even though Socks and Smokey were being good. Maynard, stop. Come here. Come here. He's not going to come to me. He's not, he don't like being touched. Come here. Well, fuck you then. God. He did make an appearance last night on Echoplex. I was able to round him up. Put him on screen. So there's your meme of the day. I mean, I guess. If you're, if you're, if you're not real happy with that meme, I can give you another one. I have a correction for tonight. Stop swearing at the cat. I can't. He's being a dickwad. Fun animal fact. Crows don't respect cops. And neither should you. That cop... That, that crow's got an ankle monitor on. What the fuck? Man, why, why are my on-screen graphics not working? I'm sorry. <laughs> Sims right. Birds are not real. So, last week, we watched the video of a woman who was in a hospital in Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, the cops put her in... They were trying to put her in a paddy wagon. They ended up putting her in a cop car or some shit. Ah, fucking shit. Already. Didn't even, didn't even make it 30 seconds. My apologies. Memes waste everyone's time. Find out what that news be doing. They ended up putting her in a body bag, yes. We watched a local news hit on it, and from the video we watched, I'm like, oh, well, the cops didn't do anything wrong in this case. My apologies, there's like an hour of footage, and... <sighs> no, the, the cops were pretty shit. The cops were pretty shit in that case, and they were really mean to her. 
So we're gonna have to go back. We're gonna have to. <laughs> we're gonna have to correct ourselves. We were all like, "Oh, the cops didn't do anything wrong here." No, they did. We were. We took aim at the hospital in that case, which still the hospital should not have discharged the woman. They should not have called the cops. Uh, Warlord in the Discord was like, say the line, Justin. And I'm like, it's just another... And I didn't even know what, what shooting he was talking about, but it's USA, so... You know it's just another day in mass shooting USA. So I looked it up. There was one in Minneapolis. I'm sorry, St. Paul. St. Paul. War Warlord was wanting me to do sexual anarchy, not uh, mass shooting. My apologies. You live in sexual anarchy. Did I do it again? God damn it. Gonna have to check out why my um, stream elements graphics aren't working. We'll get that fixed up. Anyway, I think I was I think I was starting the rundown. Billboarding as they call it in the in the profession. By the way, just serendipitously, um, I came across a job listing for a job that is right up my alley. A production technician job with a TV station. I would, I would be like teaching and overseeing other production techs, other production assistants, as they call them in, in the TV business. Teaching teaching uh, reporters how to use the cameras and, and stuff like that. And I, that's right up my alley. When I was in uh, college, that's what I used. I oversaw the editing lab and the equipment room because I was able to teach the, the children's how to use the cameras, the recording equipment, the editing software, stuff like that. That's my thing. So uh, I saw the job and I applied for it. And the craziest thing is the job is just a couple miles down the road from the apartment that I should be able to move into on April 1st. Which would mean I can bike and walk to the job. Which I would need since I don't have a vehicle. So maybe, maybe everything's coming up Millhouse. Maybe everything's coming up Justin Freaking now. I've had enough of a run of bad luck. Maybe we can get some good luck. A job in television that I would actually enjoy. Spoke to one of my former professors that knows people at the station. She... Thought it would be a pretty good fit. So, we'll see. We'll see. I emailed the production manager this morning. Looked him up on LinkedIn. Saw that um, he's really into the God. He's really into the churching. So, uh, started off the email with, uh, Hope this missive finds you well and blessings abundant. Ah, just to just to kind of give plant the seed that I might also be of the religious sort. Sassy, sassy. 
I did not get a chance to message you back, but apparently you've gotten some good news. Congratulations. Hopefully, uh, I'll be able to uh, take you out for a dinner and we can celebrate at some point in time. Mr. Braindead. Got the talent for twerking. Huh? <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I've been all right, Mr. Brain Dead. Somebody, always, always nice to see somebody. Can somebody shout out somebody? Somebody uh, co-hosted the Friday Night Freak Show with us a few months back now. It's it's been a little bit. Jade the Green, welcome in. Glad to see you guys. It has been too long. I haven't done a freak show in a while. We need to get that back going. But uh, we need to find out what that news be doing. That's what people come for. Wild storm sweeping the country. Going to tell you about a tornado in Oklahoma, a dust storm in Texas, New York City and Boston. Uh, apparently getting ready to see their biggest snowfall of the year. Once again, uh, Pugsatawney Phil, apparently a pretty good uh, predictor of the weather. Six more weeks of winter indeed. As I said, just another day in mass shooting USA. Shootings in Memphis and St. Paul. We have dozens of gang members arrested in California. Meanwhile, survivors of multiple mass shootings are calling for gun reform. This coming, of course, as the GOP is pushing for a national gun. They want to name the AK the national gun. I I can't believe I'm saying this. Number number one killer of children in this country is guns. The GOP is pushing for a national gun. We talked about last week how the administration was set to release uh, paperwork dealing with... The origins of COVID, boy, I don't understand why they did what they did. Low confidence that COVID originated in a Chinese lab. However, all the right-wing conspiracy theorists have ran with this and they think they were correct. And that lab leak has been confirmed. That is not true. We'll we'll get into all the deets. Going to tell you about the bird flu in Cambodia. Apparently, the cases are not the new form of bird flu, which is a relief. We thought that it might have had, uh, might have mutated to have. Human to human spread. It seems like we might have dodged a bullet in this specific case. 
Remember the revival I told you about taking place in Kentucky? It has been linked to new measles cases. New measles cases, thanks to the Christians having a good old-fashioned revival in Kentucky. The U.S. Marshal Services have suffered a major hack. We're going to talk about some trains. Waste shipments to resume in Ohio following the massive train derailment in Palestine. Michiganders are rallying against trains carrying toxic chemicals. This is one of the things I pointed out. In China, you can't even haul vinyl chloride. You can't put that on a train and haul it across the country. You have, If you need vinyl chloride in your, uh, in your factory, you have to make it on site in China because they feel it is so dangerous, you shouldn't be hauling it through communities. Republicans all up Pete, all up Pete Buttigieg, all up is Buttigieg, The Republicans are all up as Buttigieg, which is weird since uh, I've got proof that uh, Norfolk Southern did extensive lobbying to GOP politicians. We're going to talk about how the unions have called for nationalization of the of the railway of, of the railways as well they should. Let's talk child labor. Company hired over 100 children in a, a meat packing plant, apparently. And one company hired the same child twice. Hyundai is divesting from Alabama over uh, them using child labor. I. We have right-wingers coming in here all the time talking about how we need to deregulate things. Economists are saying that you can now expect a recession later on this year. And they're saying that the Fed is going to cause it. As I always say, anytime you hear economists speak, just know they're full of shit. Nobody knows what they're talking about. All this stuff is made up. All the numbers, all the maths are made up. You take your 30-30 and a third chance. Damn it. Minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning. They hired him twice. DJ Dub, Merkin, Danzig. Oh, it's the AR-15. My apologies. My apologies. I did blow it. It's not the only thing I've blown. You live in sexual anarchy? Uh, We're going to talk about Vladimir Zelensky firing one of his commanders. Things be popping off in Palestine. Seems to happen every spring, unfortunately. I tell you about the new Brexit deal between the UK and Northern Ireland. 
Northern Ireland has released video of the shooting of one of their detectives. They're not the only ones that have uh, shootings and cool uh, uh, video for us to watch. A toddler in Florida apparently helped out a fugitive. We're going to talk about Dilbert, the creator of Dilbert. Facing backlash after his rant. I have the rant. I don't know if I can play it or not. Apparently it's pretty hate-filled. Woody Harrelson was the host of SNL on Saturday. And right-wingers are loving his monologue. I haven't seen it, so we're going to have to watch it. And did Aubrey Plaza have a wardrobe malfunction at the SAG Awards? All that and more tonight on the Troll Patrol Live. There you go. That's the rundown. That's what that news be doing. Guess we'll start off with the weather report. Because that weather be weird here in the U.S. tonight. Taking you and um, apparently there was a new earthquake in Turkey. Unfortunately, I just saw that in the Discord. Somebody posted that. Temp posted that. Thank you guys for helping me out whenever I I miss stories. You know, let's start off. Let's talk about Turkey and its earthquake. Yet another quake, I assume this is another tremor from the earthquake that hit a couple of weeks ago. We've seen others, aftershocks coming from it. Officials say a magnitude 5.6 earthquake shook southern Turkey, causing some damaged buildings to collapse and killing at least one person. Now we're up to like 45,000 people died in the earthquake that took place a couple of weeks ago. Magnitude 5.6 earthquake shook southern Turkey on Monday, three weeks after a catastrophic, uh, catastrophic timbler. I've never heard that word before. We're going to find out what it means. Timbler. Just means an earthquake. Timbler. A timbler. Just means an earthquake. Timbler. Interesting. So it's just a synonym for earthquake. A timbler. Interesting. Devastated the region. No porn on Timbler. <laughs> Causing some already damaged buildings to collapse and killing at least one person. More than 100 people were injured. Fox. These cats. More than 100 people were injured as a result of Monday's quake, which was centered in the town of Yeselyurt in Malatya province. Yunus Zezer, the chief of the country's disaster management agency, told reporters more than two dozen buildings collapsed. A father and daughter who were trapped beneath the ruins of a four-story building in Yeselyurt 
were rescued with injuries. They had entered the damaged building to collect belongings. Elsewhere in Malyata, Malaja. Search and rescue teams were sifting through rubble of two damaged buildings that toppled on some parked cars. Haber Turk reported it is not clear if anyone was trapped under the debris. Malatya was among 11 Turkish provinces hit by a magnitude 7.8 earthquake that devastated parts of southern Turkey and northern Syria. On February 6th, the quake led to more than, I said, 45,000, up to 48,000 deaths in both countries, as well as the collapse or serious damage of 185,000 buildings in Turkey. AFAD's chief urged people not to enter damaged buildings, saying strong aftershocks continue to pose a risk. More than 10,000 aftershocks have hit the region since February 6th. The World Bank said on Monday it estimates that the massive earthquake caused 34.2 billion billion in direct damages, an equivalent of 4% of the country's GDP. billion, but the number I'm more concerned with is the 45,000 people dead. What an insane number. Meanwhile, the cold front that swept through the continental United States last week continues to sweep through the country. Met with warm weather, which causes tornadoes. This is drone footage, tornado damage in Oklahoma. We're having wild spring weather, and this is one of the things that I was concerned with, especially once you get over to... Rye, good evening. Is that is that how you say it, Rye? R Y Y Y. That is that is a suburb. Welcome in, my friend. So glad to see you. At least, at least they aren't completely destroyed. You can see the damage. Most of these houses have pretty severe damage, but at least they're not completely destroyed and people will be able to recover their belongings. Yeah, right. That's, that's what we're getting ready to get into here in a little bit. The conspiracy theorists are all like, I told you so. When uh, they didn't actually read the report, it said nothing of the sort. Hayes, good evening. The lowest confidence level. From Oklahoma, let's go over to Texas. 
where we have a dust storm. It's a busy day at Tommy's terrific car wash. And Jimmy, good evening. Drivers. Oh my God, you're an idiot. Trump wasn't right about anything. Oh my, oh, I've got a minute. I got less than a minute to go. Oh God, right wingers are morons. Line the parking lot. Welcome back, VIP. Most with similar stories. You got caught in the storm too. He's asked what brought the. Oh my God! You, mm, are you just? Are you doing this just to mess with me? Are you? Or are you really this dumb? I'm gonna show you the report and why. I'm trying not to. Nobody owes Trump an apology for anything. Trump wasn't right about fucking anything. You're a fucking idiot. You have no fucking clue what you're talking about. You're the dumbest motherfucker walking the planet. Please shut the fuck up, you complete fucking idiot. No, apparently you didn't. Holy fucking shit. You dumb motherfucker. I saw the report. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that in due time. We're talking about weather right now. Fuck, Jimmy. Fuck, you're an idiot. Okay, are we doing the $20 max wash today? It's a busy day at Tommy's terrific car wash in Plano. Amarillo got us all, huh? Drivers line the parking lot. Welcome back, VIP. Most with similar stories. You got caught in the storm, too? He's asked what brought them here. Well, my car was a disaster, and so I had to get the grime had to get the grime off. It was a lot of dirt and I got to my car earlier and it was just covered. And I, just like everybody else out here, they have to get their car washed. Monday morning, the Dallas skyline was obscured by dust after strong winds carried the polluted air all the way from West Texas. For most, starting the week with a dirty car is considered a nuisance. But for Whitney Waring, it means big business. Oh, that's our Super Bowl. It, it's amazing. After the snowstorm, after the dirt storm, we're just crazy busy and it's all about keeping staff on. And while many were having to deal with cleaning up the mess left on their vehicles, the dust can pose bigger problems for those who already have issues breathing. And medical experts say when the air is this polluted, it can affect even more people. Um, the other thing, though, I think that people don't think about as much is uh, exercise. And so a lot of this is even if you have good lungs and you have no issues with them, uh, this kind of, this level of pollution can, can actually make it so it's difficult to exercise, even for those who have no problems. Dr. Joseph Chang says if you feel bad, stay inside. And if you work outside, it's best to take breaks, like employees did at this Plano car wash. And then it was right back to work. Well, let's wash some more cars. In Plano, Stacia Wilson. <clears throat> no, is yeah. I, I was gonna go for about a uh, 20, 22 mile run outside today. Dang, a full the, marathon. Well, well, you know, I had some, time, had some time. Twenty-two is not a full, but, uh, but he's close. I don't believe I him. Saw the, the, the dust, the bad air quality. So I, I just went on the treadmill for forty minutes. And, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. hey, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> he's the guy always looking for an excuse. <laughs>
Um, did you found one today? Uh, air quality. So I'm, I'm in the house this morning. I wake up, this, I see the sun coming up and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Then I'm sitting there and I'm looking out the window, you know, getting some work done. I'm like, oh, it looks nice. Then I drive to the gym and I'm like, oh my gosh, because I couldn't tell <laughs> yes. from just inside the house looking no. out because, you know, you have limited visibility. But once you're out driving around, I'm like, wow, the dust is all over. Now this happens. This is not unusual for this to happen. And it, it, unusual. It at all but we had a lot of dust blow in last night it's still floating around and we didn't have enough rain to really wash all of that dust away we had just enough where it looked like it rained dust okay. had we had rain higher mud. amounts of rainfall then we wouldn't be left with all that you know the dust that's on the cars right now and, and everything else there you go dust storm in texas while new york city and boston are waiting their biggest snow of the season. It's not even going to be all that much. Uh, maybe it's not going to play. I always forget CNN doesn't play on certain browsers. Communist News Network. So we're all used to seeing cars fishtailing on icy and snow-packed roads, but the more common and more expensive skid is called an understeer. Well, this isn't even about the snowstorm. As a major storm system moves across the central U.S. and Great Lakes region, Boston and New York City are on track for their biggest snow events of an unusually warm winter, according to CNN meteorologists. Both cities are under a winter weather advisory as snow and ice are expected to move in later on Monday, according to the National Weather Service. It could easily be New York's biggest snow event of a nearly snowless season. The Weather Service is forecasting four to six inches of snow and ice in New York City from Monday evening through midday on Tuesday with winds gusting up to 35 miles per hour. Boston is forecast to get up to four inches of snow through uh, Tuesday night, which would be its biggest snowfall of the season as well. The city's largest snowfall so far was just 2.3 inches on January 23rd. Boston has seen less than a third of its normal snowfall this winter, about 10 inches total, compare, uh, compared to a normal of three feet. The uh, unusually snowless winter prompted Mayor Gary Christensen of Malden, Massachusetts, just north of Boston, to declare winter over on February 8th. He didn't listen to Phil. He didn't listen to Phil. When he tweeted the city was lifting all winter parking restrictions for its roughly 65,000 residents. This year, winter parking rules began on February 1st, but were quickly removed due to a warmer than average weather pattern in February. Winter weather alerts, which include both winter storm warnings and winter weather advisories, are in effect for parts of central Pennsylvania through central Maine through Tuesday, according to the Weather Service. The highest snow amounts are expected across interior portions of New York, Connecticut, and into the Berkshire Mountains in Massachusetts, where up to a foot of fresh powder is possible. Mixed precipitation is expected in parts of central Pennsylvania, including one to two inches of snow and sleet in the valleys and two to four inches on higher ground. Ice accumulation is also expected. Parts of central and upstate New York could see two to five inches of snow and up to a quarter inch of ice. 
Climate change doesn't fuck around. And of course, it's causing more severe weather events, you stupid fuck, Jimmy. Oh. Let's talk about a reoccurring topic here on the show. It's just another day in mass shooting USA. Multiple mass shootings spark conversations about justice system among city officials. There have been two mass shootings in Memphis this week. Two mass shootings in just seven days. Thank you so much for joining us on Action News 5 at 10. I'm Kelly Cook. The latest killing one and injuring four others. And tonight, the mayor of Memphis says he's fed up and calling our system broken. Action News 5's Walter Murphy joins us from Westwood, where that shooting happened. As police say this Westwood intersection was the scene of the latest mass shooting in Memphis. Five people were shot, one of them dead. Now this is sparking the debate once again about violent crime in Memphis and who's to blame. But it all takes a village, you know what I'm saying? And our village is dying off. Laricia Plumer has worked at the fish market on the corner of Shelby Drive and 3rd Street for a decade. He's a fishmonger. The same intersection is where Memphis police say five people were shot coming home from a Tunica casino around 5 a.m. Bassy. The victims drove themselves to Methodist South Hospital, where one's pronounced dead. Three of the shooting victims have improved, but one remains in critical condition as of Sunday. And Jimmy, we want to stop idiots like yourself from being able to obtain guns, you dumb motherfucker. Guns don't kill people. God, you're fucking stupid. Day night. I live over here. So with me living over here, and this is constantly happening, it's like literally like... Devastating. Sunday shooting comes just one week after another mass shooting here at Live Lounge Nightclub, also on Shelby Drive. In total, those incidents alone bring the amount of people shot to 16 and two people dead in only seven days. Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland says these two violent crimes and the countless others in Memphis are the product of a system that's broken. Specifically, judges who hand out lenient sentences. And we're angry about it. And I think the public is mad about it. And the court system needs to Lenient? No. No. No, it has nothing to do with judges handing out lenient sentences. First of all, we jail more people than any other country on the planet. So the idea that judges are handing out lenient sentences is just so fuck. I'm fucking angry because you're an idiot. And you come in here saying the dumbest fucking shit. Like, guns don't kill people. That is NRA propaganda, dude. That is straight. And NR, the NRA is the lobbying arm of gun manufacturers. It is literally gun manufacturers convincing you that, oh, guns aren't the problem. Because they just want to sell more guns. And they depend on idiots like yourself to do their propaganda for them. Stop it. Stop it, you dumb motherfucker dead in only seven days. Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland says these two violent crimes and the countless others in Memphis are the product of a system that's broken. 
specifically judges who hand out lenient sentences. And we're angry about it. And I think the public is mad about it. And the court system needs to straighten its act out. We need to direct that anger and hold these judicial uh, positions accountable. Memphis City Council Vice Chair J.B. Smiley says it goes beyond... Go fuck yourself, Jimmy. And he thinks laws need to be changed in Nashville to allow judges to hand out tougher penalties for the crimes that are plaguing our city. If the laws aren't strict enough, they get right back on the street and go back and commit the same type of violent crime. We have to keep those individuals who perpetrate violent crime behind bars so the majority of the community can be safe in their homes and their neighborhoods. The Memphis Police Department are still investigating both of these fatal mass shootings. If you have any information, they're asking that you call Crime Stoppers at 528-CASH. Reporting in Memphis, I'm Walter Murphy, Action News 5. And it's just, it's it's a red herring in order to not talk about the actual problem, which is there's too many goddamn guns in this country. Too many goddamn guns. Police identify two men killed on Saturday in St. Paul. Law enforcement has identified the two men who died after a shooting Saturday in St. Paul. Monday, the St. Paul Police Department identified the men as 34-year-old Larry Giles Jr. of Hugo and 37-year-old Troy Kennedy of St. Paul. Giles was a was known as a popular local chef, Chef Hot Hands, whose business serves the Hugo and Leno Lakes area. The Quad Area Chamber of Commerce mourned the loss. The shooting, which happened around 5.15 p.m., also injured three others, one critically. Police didn't provide an update on their conditions as of Monday. According to police, investigators believe the shooting happened in a parking lot after a celebration of life in a nearby building. After the event ended, there was an altercation and shots were fired. Police haven't announced any arrests in the case as of Monday. The deaths are the fourth and fifth homicides of the year in St. Paul. However, they've all been in the past two weeks. Yeah, Porg. Well, I mean, as if, as if there's a good time to come into this stream. I don't give a fuck about your Second Amendment. I do not give a fuck. God damn. And you gotta love how right-wingers are like, we need to ban drag shows because the drag queens are, are turning the kids gay or some shit. But we can't ban guns, even though they're the number one killer of, of fucking children. It's pretty black and white that you're dumb, and there are too many goddamn guns, you stupid motherfucker. In California, dozens of gang members were arrested. This following a cartel-style mass shooting... Dozens of gang members were arrested in illegal guns and drugs seized during a four-day operation in Central California. The arrests were part of an ongoing investigation into the Goshen Massacre for a cartel-style shooting that left six people dead, including a young mother and her 10-year-old son on January 16th. No, Porg, don't time people out. Stop it. I'm going to have to take back your guys' mod powers. Stop timing people out. Stop banning people. Total of 97, unless they, unless they, uh, throw out slurs, do not time them out, do not ban them. Please, I'm begging you guys. 
The arrests were part of an ongoing investigation. A total of 97 homes were searched, 26 suspects arrested, and 18 arrest warrants served during the operation. Multiple firearms and some controlled substances were also seized. Additionally, nine search warrants in the Visalia and Goshen areas uh, on known Nortino gang members turned up firearms, ammunition, methamphetamine, and cocaine. Police also busted an illegal firearms manufacturing operation, which consisted of gang members making and selling untraceable firearms to other gang members. I'm just I'm gonna have to unmod everybody and then go back and give give mod powers, but you're gonna have to earn your mod powers back. But the moment I do that, I'm gonna, I'll get a hate raid. Oh shit. Warlord is indeed the head mod. If I unmod everybody, Warlord at least remains. Survivors of shut the fuck up. You don't have freedom of speech here, you dumb but I'm I'm gonna go ban you now because you're coming in your freedom of speech. You don't have freedom of speech in my chat. Fucking idiot. You don't have any idea what freedom of speech even means. Survivors of Oxford and Sandy Hook shootings join with MSU students to call for gun reform. Evening today in downtown Lansing, a push for new gun control laws. The Michigan State March and Rally for Gun Control was held this afternoon in response to the mass shooting at Michigan State University that left three students dead and five injured two weeks ago. News 10's Tonight Jordan was at the event to learn what local students are asking from lawmakers after tragedy struck at their school that they call home. Tonight. David, instead of being in the classroom this afternoon, dozens of students, lawmakers, and local advocates made their way to Boji Tower demanding action. They want lawmakers to pass gun control laws sooner than later. Deadly mass shootings can happen anywhere. On February 13th, it happened at Michigan State University. This shouldn't have been a day at school. We need to all get along. Don't let them divide us. You're the one spouting off NRA propaganda because they want to sell more guns. What you are saying is complete nonsense. All the, here, here are the victims of gun violence. If you want to get along, join with them, you dumbass. But you don't want to do that. You're the one dividing us, you stupid piece of shit. For me and my classmates. In denial for weeks that a shooting could happen at his high school, Dylan Morris says he's reliving the emotions as another school the shooting at college. He's now asking lawmakers to pass new laws. There's nothing to debate, you dumb fuck. Universal background checks, secure storage laws, and extreme risk protection orders. State Representative Julie Brixey says since the mass shooting at MSU, students are reaching out asking that she gets involved. She says that this week, the House is dropping a 13-bill package. That package includes everything students are demanding and then some. Banning guns from uh, certain kinds of buildings and clarifying language on uh, gun-free zones. Just days after the shooting at MSU, groups that support guns said these laws only make it difficult for law- You'll pray for us. Holy shit. What good is your fucking God, Jimmy? 
What has your God done for us? Fucking shit. Why are you even here? Why are you in my chat? I don't get it. You you want to come in here and you want to talk some bullshit and then be like, we all need to get along. Fuck your God, dude. This woman said that she would pray for me. I told her if she was going to murmur my name to herself to at least do it while masturbating. That way at least one of us gets something out of it. But you're not wanting to hear my perspective. You're just wanting to fucking say bullshit to me. You're not hearing a perspective. You're not open-minded. You're a dumb fuck. Fighting gun owners instead of getting tough on crime and punishing criminals. I think if you throw up an, uh, an answer before you have a solution, sometimes it isn't the right solution. And so we need to get... Buddy, buddy, we have a solution. This doesn't happen in other countries. This is the only country where this regularly happens. Do you know, you know what other countries have that we don't have? Gun control. We have a solution. Action orders. State Representative Julie Brixie says, since the mass shooting at MSU, students are reaching out asking that she gets involved. She says that this week, the House is dropping a 13-bill package. That package includes everything students are demanding and then some banning guns from uh, certain kinds of buildings and clarifying language on uh, gun-free zones. Just days after the shooting at MSU, groups that- That's nonsense. Said, These laws only make it difficult for law-abiding gun owners instead of getting tough on crime and punishing criminals. Tough on crime, punishing criminals. We lock up more people than any other country on the planet. We already live in a police state. We watch videos of police assaulting just innocent citizens all the time. So I don't understand how we can get tougher on crime or criminals. It's nonsense. It's a right-wing idiot just wanting to not do anything about the actual problem. I think if you throw up and... Uh, an answer before you have a solution. Sometimes it isn't the right solution. And so we need to get beyond talking points and actually get to what are real solutions to solve some of these underlying issues that individuals have in our society to keep families, children, and our general public safe. Survivors of the Oxford shooting and the Sandy Hook shooting attended the march and rally for gun control, saying these tragedies have become all too familiar. Back to you, David. All right, Tanaya, thank you. Counseling services are being offered again this week to help people process the tragic events at Michigan State that left three students dead, five injured two weeks ago. There will be crisis counselors at the East Lansing Hannah Community Center this Tuesday and Thursday from 2 to 6 p.m. The East Lansing Public Library will have counselors on hand this Wednesday and Friday from 1230 to 5 p.m. Therapy dogs will also be at these sessions during different times. What's there to be happy about living in the U.S.? Now, the 68 out from your name would indicate that you were probably born in 68. You're probably just some dumb fuck baby boomer. You got yours. You, you grew up in the welfare state. You, you got college almost entirely paid for. You got your, you got your house subsidized by the federal government. And you don't care that the rest of us are suffering under late-stage capitalism. 
It doesn't matter to you. You're, you're fine. You're fine in your fucking house. So you don't give a shit about improving things for other people. Baby boomers are the most entitled, selfish pieces of shit. I was born with a silver spoon. The data says otherwise that it was you. You were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. My generation has a lower life expectancy than yours does. My generation has seen stagnant wages. My generation can't uh, afford a home. My generation was overcharged for higher education. But you don't care because you got yours. And affluence creates what they call comfortable indifference. You don't care about the plight of other people. And this, and ironically, you're a Christian. Of course you are. What am I supposed to be grateful for, Jimmy? What am I supposed to be grateful for? Please explain that to me. I'd love to know. All of these mass shootings going on, what are the Republicans doing? Oh, pushing a bill to make the AR-15 America's national gun. The bald eagle. Should have been the turkey. <laughs> you? You're the voices you hear, you're about to hear. But the national flower, the rose. Our national tree is the oak. I didn't know that until we were looking into this today. But now, if some Republican lawmakers have their way, they will have a national gun here in America as the AR-15 traditionally a weapon of war. The lawmakers introducing an actual bill to make that assault weapon the, quote, national gun of the U.S. The AR-15 has been a quintessential piece of Americana for over six decades. And this bill would recognize... Jimmy, you have no idea what you're talking about. What country would you... We are only number one in medical debt and people that we incarcerate. When it comes to like medical returns, we rank like 30th. We have one of the highest infant mortality rates of, of any industrialized country. You have no idea what you're talking. We have one of the highest violent crime rates of any industrialized country. You have no idea what you are talking about. So please shut the fuck up. That was most common configuration. Sharpie, Shelly, good evening. There's symbolism here and facts. The truth is the AR-15 is, well, it's as American as the kind of mass shootings which occur mostly here and almost nowhere else, partly because of gun policies, not anything particular about the people who inhabit this nation. It's the weapon of choice Tragically, for many mass murders, there's research that when an assault style weapon is involved, the research shows six times as many people will be shot and a higher number than dying of fatal wounds. Some members of Congress have been recently wearing AR-15 pins. Look at this. This is America 2023 walking the halls of Congress with those on. One lawmaker handed out inert grenades as gifts earlier this year. This is the kind of headline that brings us to something we do at the end of the week with very honored and special guests when we say it is time to fall back. 
And joining us on this Fallback Friday, right here with me, is the comedian and actor Godfrey. Hey, hey. You know the face, you know the voice. Comedy Central, VH1, BT, two one-hour comedy specials under his belt. Many TV credits, including... Oh, yeah, Jimmy told me he'd pray for me already. He's a colleague of ours from SNL. Yes. You may recognize him from films like Soul Plane, Original Gangsters, and, of course, Zoolander. Yeah. I feel really bad that good-looking people like us... Buddy, nobody said it standed for it stood for assault rifle. Shut the fuck up, idiots. Hard to be absent. I have the perfect music for this. Yes, I have it right here. Buddy, when you say unity, what you mean is you want us to capitulate to you. You don't give a shit about unity. Because I'm one of the best. Counters ever. <laughs> I can't. Very strong. I haven't seen, strong. The, very strong. I seen the president. Very strong. Very good. Man. <laughs> Take a look. In Godfrey, we trust is here. Yes, I hate dumb fucks. I do indeed. Right wingers are absolute fucking morons. NBC News Harry Smith has been around the world. Terry Bradshaw, film icons Pacino, De Niro at the same time was a big interview. He also recently profiled some underdog musicians who shocked the classical music. Go back to talking about guns. New York youth. There somebody. we are. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought I'd sit on that moment. Right. You know? Yeah. You, you want to. Oh, yeah. Uh, Look at that. Harry. Well, like, do. Harry. Respect due. We got so much to get to, including some of the fun stuff. I will let you weigh in briefly on should should the. AI yeah. I don't believe that you're not a right winger. You stupid Please fuck. Don't. Please don't. That was a deviant. What's going on? Idea on every possible level. Everything. I don't give a. If you can't take the yelling, go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit. Just as a basic thing. You know what I? You know what I can't take? All the fucking stupidity. That's what I can't take. I can't take right wingers coming in here and promoting their fucking ignorance. So if you don't like my yelling, go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit. Yeah, Godfrey, what's on your fallback list? Fallback list, um, a guy bringing ribs on an airplane. People bring food on airplanes. It's fallback list. But I saw the picture. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think. And it could have been one of the restaurants in the airport, you know, because if it depends on what airport you go to, sometimes they're serving that. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of, I, I'm kind of enjoying it because I'm kind of like, sometimes. Finish your ribs before you get on the plane. I have no clue what, what this has to do with. Not yeah, the plane is not feeding you well. I want to the GOP trying to push to make the AR-15 the national gun. Hear your response, Harry. If we yeah. look at both of you, okay. He makes a point. What's your response on the plane? Right. That the times that you've been on the plane, when someone comes in with that food, mm. that just the aroma. Oh, so no. Not the good aroma. <laughs> and this is this oh, fucking Jimmy's talking about California being bad. What 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 is bad about California? You want me to show you where California ranks and things like education? You want me to show you where it ranks in GDP? Do you want to, fucking Alabama has a much higher violent crime rate than California? But your right wing propaganda has ruined your fucking brain. We went over this the other day. How right-wingers would just say Chicago. Yes, yes, there are people leaving California 
because they don't want to pay fucking taxes and they moved to red state because they got theirs. They're like you. They're they're selfish assholes. They got theirs and they don't want to pay taxes to continue to provide education to children. They want to move to a red state where they, they don't have to pay taxes and they can get a really cheap, nice house on a lake somewhere. And they don't have to worry about it because they got theirs. But here's the thing. The replacement rate in California has remained steady. While people are leaving, people are still moving to California because that's where the opportunity is. The population has remained relatively unchanged in California. This is why you need to stop with the right-wing propaganda, you dumb motherfucker. They lie to you. And they depend on your ignorance and your unwillingness to actually fucking learn. It's also called confirmation bias. You want to believe that California is bad. Yeah, people apparently scat right on the sidewalk in California. I couldn't help myself on that one. All right, we're coming up on the Twitch ad break. If you're not subscribed on Twitch, you're going to get some ads here in just a second. When we come back, we're going to talk about the lab leak and why right-wingers that are fucking dancing around saying, I told you so, are fucking stupid. They don't actually know what they're talking about. We're going to discuss the bird flu in Cambodia, which has killed a young girl. We have at least one other confirmed case. The stupid-ass Christians in Kentucky uh, have been uh, having a revival, which has led to measles cases, (laughs) because of course it has. U.S. Marshal Services have suffered a hack... We're going to talk about the train derailment in Palestine, Ohio. Michiganders are rallying against the trains transporting uh, these waste shipments. These shipments are set to resume. One of the reasons why these train shipments are set to resume is because the train company bribed politicians. The unions are calling for nationalizing our rail industry, and they are correct. We're going to talk about child labor. A company hired over 100 children to work in a slaughterhouse. Apparently even hired the same child twice. Hyundai, uh, Hyundai is divesting from Alabama over kids working in factories. <laughs> Jimmy comes in here. Why can't everybody get along? We've got kids working in factories, motherfucker. we got children dying of gun violence every day. we got cops just killing people in the streets. Why can't everybody get along? Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has fired one of his top commanders, Israel-Palestine. Tensions are heating up. I'm going to tell you about the Northern Ireland deal that has been struck with the UK. Plus, we've uh, got a toddler who outed a fugitive. So that should be a really fun story.
So if you're watching on Twitch, you're going to get the three minutes of ads. We play them all at once. We get it over with. Go take you a tinkle. Refill your drink. Uh, so if you're not subbed, you're going to get ads right about now. If you are subbed, I'm here with you, but you're going to get a short ad because I'm going to go refill my coffee. Hi, I'm Justin Freakin. I'm a leftist broadcaster and comedian. Not liberal. Leftist. And despite what you may have heard from right-wing propaganda, George Soros isn't handing out Soros bucks and funding people like me. There are no Koch brothers, Mercers, or any number of right-wing think tanks funding content on the left side of the spectrum the way they fund people like Ben Shapiro, Dave Rubin, and Dennis Prager. And YouTube doesn't monetize videos that are controversial or deal with politics unless you're someone like Steven Crowder. So this is an ultimatum. Become a patron. Support my Patreon or I'm going to become a right-winger and get some of that easy money. You know for a fact that I could be bigger than Charlie Kirk or Jesse Lee Peterson. Amazing! All I have to do is talk about how I used to be an SJW snowflake, but the left went too far with their cultural Marxism, and Republicans are stupid enough to buy it, even though this video exists. And you know I'm right. So give me your money, or I'm selling you out. God isn't real, you dumb motherfucker. Fuck. Why are you so stupid? just I can't I can't with these people my wingers are absolute fucking morons the dumbest fucks walking the planet I mean last night producer Dave said that Chris Key might be the dumbest fuck walking the planet but I mean I don't think producer Dave has met our friend Jimmy here Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? You're a fucking moron, Red Flash. Who's they? Who's they, dumb motherfucker? Oh, a libertarian? Yeah, the reason why I say right-wingers are morons is because it encompasses all of the GOP, all of the Libertarian Party, and most of the Democratic Party. Yes, I hate fucking dumb fucks. I hate dumb fucks. It is, it is a real... Um, the bane of my existence. Dumb motherfuckers. What game the fuck are you talking about? 
Do you want to have a discussion? You can hop in the Discord. You can you can give us a ringy ding ding. 917-830-4359. The chat will hook you up with the number and the Discord. We're too woke to hate. That's exactly right. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. The fuck are you talking about? You like... We're leftists. Unite with us. We're going to talk about uh, how the unions want to nationalize the railway industry because Norfolk Southern was bribing politicians. Unite with us. But it doesn't seem like you want to do that. You don't want to unite with us. Jimmy's saying the same fucking thing. We need unity. We need to come together. What does that mean? We we believe in collectivism here. But like, I don't see you guys wanting to unify with us. You want to fight us, it seems. Yes, I. we talk about the capitalistic incentive... And how it motivates bad behavior all the time and how we want to bring it down. We want to... Yeah, nobody vote. Yeah, why would... why? Dude, you're dumb. And, and what happens when nobody vote? Well, first of all, conservative baby boomers vote. That's why they get what they want. I can't stress that enough. The reason why we live in this late-stage capitalist hellscape is because conservative baby boomers consistently vote. And everybody else is demoralized and doesn't vote. A lot of a lot of lefties like to talk about how they screwed Bernie Sanders out of the nomination, but no, just enough not enough people voted for him. We were outnumbered. Nobody vote. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. How's that plan going to work? It's going to usher in fascism even faster. But we don't have true democracy in America, you dumb motherfucker. And that's what I want. I am for democracy. Trump didn't win. Trump didn't win. Three million more people voted for Hillary Clinton. The reason why Trump won is because of the Electoral College, which prevents democracy. Jesus. It's weird when right-wingers make an ad popular argument. Oh, well, Trump won. He lost by 3 million votes the first time and 8 million votes the second time. One of the biggest losers on the face of the planet. Okay, the military-industrial complex. Capitalism. That's capitalism. The way, you, the way you fight that is through democracy and removing the capitalistic incentive. Simba, good evening. 
But you don't want to join with us to do that. You don't want unity. Military-industrial complex. See, I hate right-wingers and their stupid-ass conspiracy theories. They want to blame... First of all, billionaires paid a really good... Uh, they, they paid a very big sum in order to get you to believe that the government is bad. Government in and of itself is not inherently bad. It's the fact that the government is not representative of the people that's bad. I don't, what do you mean by government control? I believe that certain industries should be nationalized because it benefits us, like the rail industry. Because I don't think people should make a profit from the rail industry. As I said before, in China, they don't allow you to transport vinyl chloride on the rail system. You have to, if you need it for your industrial purposes, you have to make it deep state. Why are you fucks so stupid? There is no deep state. Yes, the fucking, it's the whole Reaganomics. The the eight scariest words in the English language is I'm from the government and I'm here to help. This is all propaganda meant to turn you against the government, to demoralize you, to get you not to vote, to get you not to exercise your democratic power. It's infuriating. Yeah, let's get back to what that news be doing. You're right. You're right, Mater. Idiot-ass right-wingers have ran with the idea that a classified report confirms that the lab leak happened, but they didn't read the fucking thing, which was like low confidence in a lab leak. Welcome to Red and Blue. I'm Ed O'Keefe in Washington. Thank you for joining us. An Energy Department report has concluded with low confidence that it's plausible COVID-19 leaked out of a laboratory in China. It's unclear whether it was accidental, but the assessment is reigniting the debate in Washington over the origins of the virus. Multiple. Notice that it says low confidence. Low confidence. We need to stress this. Low confidence. Republican lawmakers are now claiming the report means they were correct about the issue all along. A new Republican-led committee on the origins and response to the pandemic is also investigating the possibility of the virus in the Chinese lab. Low confidence that it's plausible. That's a lot of wiggle room there. And as I went over last week when we were talking about this, all indication is that it was naturally occurring. The fact that I have read... um, the I forget her name, the bat lady, the woman that was actually over the Wuhan lab. Her first thought 
was that it leaked from her lab, and she went to great pains to look through the genetic sequencing and found out, oh, no, it didn't come from my lab. When you look at the emails that were released about uh, Fauci and the discussions that they had in the early stages of the pandemic, it's clear that they considered the idea of a lab leak and they ruled it out based on the evidence at hand. For more on this and the other day's events, let's turn to Scott McFarlane and Weijia Zhang. Scott, of course, CBS News congressional correspondent up on Capitol Hill. And my booth mate, Weijia, is CBS News' senior White House correspondent. Hello to you both. Scott, let's start with you. A few things here. Is it too cynical to say the timing of this report is beneficial to Republicans who are continuing to investigate not only the pandemic, but also more broadly China? They were just beginning to message on this issue as part of their new House majority. They have this new select subcommittee on the coronavirus. They also have a new select committee on China. They also have newly empowered chairman of other powerful committees. And right now they're all swarming on this report, calling for an expansion of investigations. The coronavirus subcommittee wants to broaden the investigation. We reported last week. Last week we told you they were seeking documents from Anthony Fauci and the Health and Human Services agencies. Now they want records from the FBI, from the Department of Energy, and from the Department of State. That select China committee wants information declassified by intelligence teams so that they can have a piece of this. What this is setting up, Ed, is a classic turf war with multiple committees wanting a piece of the same issue. We're anti-turf around here. Is something. They're just taking over the majority. They were just starting to message on this. And now there are new revelations indicating they're barking up a proper tree. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that one, Sam. Sure. And we just, uh, this, of course, is uh, an issue that comes up every so often. The White House gets a little defensive about it. You asked John Kirby, the national security spokesman, about this earlier today. Let's take a look. It, back in October 2021, it was also the case that there was no consensus from the intelligence community, um, you know, where COVID came from. Without revealing sensitive information. Has the IC gathered new information, new intelligence since then that might have led DOE to draw a different conclusion? We, again, without confirming the press reporting on the Department of Energy's work here, um, and the context for them is that they run the national labs and the president wanted the national labs involved there. Again, a whole of government effort. Um, the work is still ongoing. There hasn't been a final conclusion uh, arrived at here. So, Ouija, while this is a politically beneficial thing for Republicans at the street at the Capitol, Scott just reminded us, doesn't the White House have to handle this a little differently, given tense relations with China, but also the administration's oversight of the pandemic? Absolutely. And that's exactly why we just heard right there um, Admiral John Kirby, who speaks on behalf of the National Security Council, um, you know, it was not a direct uh, accusation of any kind um, towards China. It was not even... Um, you know, firm with regard to this new report that comes out. And one thing we have to remember is that the actual conclusion has not changed. That is not new. Um, it has remained the same since President Biden ordered uh, multi-agency um, investigation into this back in May 2021. The reason I brought up October 2021 is because back then there was a declassified intelligence report um, about the origins of COVID. And at that time, there was no consensus, just like there isn't right now in the intelligence community. Yes, there are two agencies now that 
have low confidence um, that this may have started in a lab. There are four agencies that are leaning toward it, starting um, from animal to human transmission. And then there are two, including the CIA, who say there's simply not enough information to draw any kind of conclusion. So I think, you know, what I was trying to get out there is what changed between the last time the administration released a report and now. And that is something that they are reluctant to say for a variety of reasons, but certainly one of them um, because, you know, it could be viewed as a provocation. Uh, if, if China is looking at what every single word um, the U.S. is saying, especially without that um, consensus to lean on. Yeah, and it's a, it's a sensitive situation and a, and a notable leak to a, uh, a publication, the Wall Street Journal, that, uh, you know, obviously does well with Republicans. So you may have to read into the motivations behind that. But uh, either way, as you point out correctly there, Weijin, thank you for doing that. Multiple intelligence agencies being consulted and plenty of disagreement among all of them about what exactly may have happened. Apparently now, this John, leaked to the Wall Street Republicans Journal. Republicans in the House prepare for these hearings on the coronavirus pandemic and on threats to China or from China, uh, which are, of course, designed in part to discredit. Could have been politically motivated by somebody inside of the DOE. To focus on how the Trump administration handled all of this, because remember, there's been some reporting on what then President Trump thought of all this and China and concerns about upsetting President Xi. Are the Republicans going to focus on that at all? They haven't said as much, but there are Democrats on this panel. They're not boycotting these select committees the same way Republicans largely boycotted that January 6th select committee. Really, this is an issue of symmetry, Ed. In the last Congress, they had a select committee on January 6th, and they had a select committee on COVID. Republicans have taken over. They have created a select committee on the weaponization of government, trying to get the same budget and staff size as the January 6th committee, and they've created their own COVID subcommittee. But we're three years in now, and they are trying to find their footing. What voice are they going to speak with on this COVID subcommittee? They came out of the gates talking about the Wuhan lab leak as a primary issue of focus, and this has become the news of the week. So this committee will launch a hearing likely in the coming days. It's not prescriptive that they talk about the Trump administration's handling or mishandling, but there are Democrats on the panel, including Raul Ruiz of California, who says they have to look at all aspects of this from both parties. We'll see how they do that. We another matter. The White House is also playing defense and forced to explain things on the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. There's a pattern to this, it seems. Uh, with oh, we're going to get to the train derailment here in just a minute. Don't worry. But before that, let's continue talking about uh, deadly pathogens. We're going to go to Cambodia. Viruses in Cambodia, bird flu cases identified as endemic clade. Don't know exactly what that means. Let's find out. Uh, Tadpole, the FBI really couldn't investigate because China has been pretty tight-lipped. I want to know what that means. A group of organisms believed to have evolved from a common ancestor, according to the principles of clandestics. Clade. Clade. Well, Porg, if that's what you're hoping for, uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. It looks like this is not part of the newer version of the H5N1. 
The viruses that infected two people in Cambodia with H5N1 avian influenza have been identified as an endemic clade of bird flu circulating in the country, according to the CDC. The cases reported last week had raised concerns. They were caused by a new strain of H5N1, which emerged in 2020 and has caused record numbers of deaths among wild birds and domestic poultry in recent months. But work so far suggests this is not the case. Preliminary genetic sequencing carried out in Cambodia led its health ministry to identify the virus as H5-clade 2.3.21C, which has circulated in Cambodia among birds and poultry for many years and has has sporadically caused infections in people. Yes, this is an older clade of avian influenza that have been circulating around the region for a number of years, and while it has caused human infection in the past, it has not been seen to cause human-to-human transmission. However, that doesn't mean that the threat is any less. This is according to Eric Carlson, director of the National Influenza Center of Cambodia. He added that the response needed to be coordinated and swift to prevent any future spread and to limit exposure to any common source. An investigation into the source and to detect any additional cases is ongoing, the CDC said, adding that so far there had been no indication of person-to-person spread. Cambodia tested at least 12 people for the H5N1 strain last week after an 11-year-old girl died from the virus in the first known transmission to humans in the country in nearly a decade. A holiday in Cambodia. The victim's father, who was part of a group, and I, f- I fucked up the melody there. The victim's father, who was part of a group the girl had been in contact with in the province, east of the capital, tested positive for the virus but did not exhibit any symptoms. Only the girl's case has been sequenced and the father's case is still being worked on. The World Health Organization said it's working with Cambodian authorities following the case, describing the situation as worrying due to the recent rise in cases in birds and mammals. So, my fears have seemed to be allayed. The fears that I had last week when we were talking about this story, that it doesn't seem to be uh, community spread. Now, what we do have spreading in the community. OMG! Yes, buy your TP. Get your, get your, get stocked up on TP. Maybe not for H5N1 though. Maybe for a measles outbreak, which is caused by uh, stupid ass Christians. People say a person in Jessamine County has a f- confirmed case of the measles linked to the revival at Asbury University. That case has taken health officials by surprise, and now they're keeping an eye on any potential spread of this highly infectious disease. WKYT's Jeremy Toms spoke to Baptist Health's chief medical officer today. Our top story at 4.30. Asbury University's revival services moved off campus last week after more than two weeks of continuous prayer. But before that could happen, measles made its way in to the crowded Central Kentucky event on February 18th. Where's God now? From the revival and, you know, it's kind of, uh, uh, it was pretty full, a lot of, you know, close interactions. Asbury requires its students to receive the two-dose MMR vaccine. But with tens of thousands descending on the small town of Wilmore during those days, Dr. Lee Dossett says it's a cause for concern. You have people coming in from across the state, from across the country, and so anybody that was there that day or really any of the days because it could potentially be spreading after that, uh, you know, we would check your vaccination status. 
CDC data shows the measles vaccine is about 97% effective if you've received two doses. Yet only about 86% exactly, of kindergarten-age Kentucky children have received it. What? That's below the national average of over received two doses. Yet only about 86.5% of kindergarten-age Kentucky children have received it. That's below the national average of over oh 3%. Or a lower vaccination rate does put everybody at risk just because you don't have that herd immunity that protects everybody. Dossett hopes this case can serve as a wake-up call for Kentucky's parents. I've, to my knowledge, never seen a measles case uh, in my career. The, the measles um, can make you pretty miserable. That, that's why it's so important. It's why we stress vaccines is because it matters to people's everyday lives. Jeremy Thomas, WKYT. And Asbury University released a statement Friday. It cited CDC recommendations saying that any unvaccinated individuals who were there on the 18th should quarantine for 21 days. I wonder how many of them were unvaccinated. They're vaccinated bajebus. Hold on, I got a meme for that. Because of course I do. Vaccinated by the Lord. <laughs> Protected by the antibody of Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus came inside me. <laughs> that sounds uh that sounds a little dirty. You live in sexual anarchy. So we had the dude talking about anarchism. And I look at anarchism the same way I look at libertarianism. It's like... It's based on this magic principle that somehow people will leave you alone. <laughs> that, that people will abide by a non-aggression principle. Oh yeah, let's do away with all the laws and then like, you know, everybody will cooperate together. Because that's totally gonna, like, I feel like people... I've never read a fucking history book. Don't understand why we rebelled against the monarchy and created republics. Feudalism doesn't work. <laughs> you know, I, anarchy sounds great in theory now, doesn't it? Libertarianism sounds great in theory now, doesn't it? But that's the reason why we have a... That's the reason why we have a constitution that talks about the negative rights of the government and the positive rights it grants the citizens. That's why you want to restrict what the government can do and grant rights to the people. 
One of the reasons why I'm I'm pretty big on the Constitution. I it needs it needs some tweaking, and our founders allowed us to be able to tweak it. Unfortunately, it looks like the billionaires are going to get their way and call a constitutional convention. They're like two states away now. Uh, I haven't covered this, but Tom Hartman has done a good job of covering this. They're like two states away from calling a constitutional convention, and they basically want to rip up the U.S. Constitution and create a new one. It's, you know, unfettered capitalism. As if, as if we weren't already a plutocracy. U.S. Marshal Service suffers major security breach that compromises sensitive information, according to a senior law enforcement official. U.S. Marshal Service suffered a security breach over a week ago that compromises sensitive information. In a statement on Monday, U.S. Marshal Service spokesperson Drew Wade acknowledged the breach, telling NBC News the affected system contains law enforcement sensitive information, including returns from legal process, administrative information, and personally identifiable information pertaining to subjects of USMS investigations, third parties, and certain USMS employees. Wade said the incident occurred on February 17th when the Marshal Service discovered a ransomware and data exfiltration event affecting a standalone USMS system. The system was disconnected from the network and the Justice Department began a forensic investigation. He added that on Wednesday, after the agency briefed senior department officials, those officials determined that it constitutes a major incident. The investigation is ongoing. I like my capitalism highly fettered. Me as well. I've said it many times here on this very show. Rob no Rob Noer got on to me because he had, he asked for an example of you know where we can have a, a capitalist structure, and I'm like, oh, well, like what I do, and he's like, oh, well, you get to be a capitalist. No, I make videos. I make marketing videos for corporations. What I do has no bearing on people's you know livelihood on their on their health and security. Whereas an industry like, you know, still is a national security risk where you're off, uh, offshoring all that. Offshoring it. So, like, the steel industry should be nationalized. The rail industry should be nationalized. Healthcare should be nationalized. You've got the auto industry. Uh, you should uh, turn that into worker co-op. The the government should incentivize worker co-ops. All economies are mixed economies. The question is to what end you have government control. And I'm, I'm for the government having a lot of control because I'm a poor person from Appalachia. The only power I have is my vote. And people people in this country, if you've not read the history of this country, fought really hard for enfranchisement. Goku agreed. Water, energy, education, incarceration, healthcare, railways. 
People should not be able to profit from those things. There are plenty of things people can profit from. I'm okay with. Highly regimented economy is what I want. And let's take a very good look at why we need to nationalize certain industries. Contaminated waste shipments from Ohio to resume. From the site of the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, from February 3rd. The U.S. Environmental Agency is assuring residents that all the toxic waste will be disposed of in a, quote, safe and lawful manner at EPA-certified facilities. One thing that's been made clear to me is that everyone wants this contamination gone from the community. They don't want the worry and they don't want the smell. A White House official says members of the Federal Emergency Management Agency, EPA, and the CDC began distributing informational flyers and conducting health surveys over the weekend. According to the official, their goal is to reach 400 homes by Monday. What we need to come to grips with is the idea that more safety metrics, more rules and regulations, and perhaps some laws, and need to be passed quickly. Last week, the National oh, no, I got a better idea. Board released its preliminary report on the investigation. It concluded that the wreck was 100% preventable. <laughs> Meanwhile, President Joe Biden... Haller, good evening, my friend. On Friday... Welcome in, everyone with the raid. Uh, if somebody could shout out Taller, I would greatly appreciate it. My name is Justin Freegan. We find out what that news be doing Sunday through Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Right now, we're just getting started with the... Train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, waste uh, shipments are set to resume. We're going to get into how the unions are calling for nationalization of the rail industry. Here in just a few moments, you can see Biden on your screen. Come on, man. Pork nickel. He defended his administration's response to the crisis. I had a Dazzy cat. My team and what they're doing. You know, we were there two hours after the train went down. Two hours. And so the idea that we're not engaged is just simply not, not there. The EPA is scheduled to hold its next public meeting for residents on March 2nd. I'm Isabel Rosales. That is the state EPA head. <laughs> we watched them not drink the water the other day. They went to a home in East Palestine and acted like they were drinking the water. DeWine and the state EPA head, they did not drink it. The third guy that we, we don't really know who he was, he drank it and then he looked at them not drinking. He's like, uh-oh, what did I do? Michiganders are rallying against the disposal of the toxic waste in Michigan. Well, the biggest concern is that this toxic waste, this liquid vinyl chloride that's supposed to be safely stored here at Republic Services in Romulus won't be. That it will leak and it will get into the soil and the water here in the Great Lakes state. The extensive and paramount work continues of removing contaminated soil and testing the environment. 23 days after a train derailment released. Now for those of you who weren't here earlier, I pointed out several times that China doesn't allow uh, companies to transport vinyl chloride. You have to actually make it on site. 
if you need to use vinyl chloride because they feel it's too dangerous to ship through communities like this. Maybe China might be on to something there. Toxic chemicals into East Palestine, Ohio. People living near the site fearing for their health and safety. One thing that's been made clear to me is that everyone wants this contamination the same clip we just watched. from the community. But where is it going? Well, at least 15 truckloads of the toxic waste is here in Wayne County. We don't want this stuff in our backyard. We don't want this sickness. Protesters assembled in Romulus on Sunday at one of the two EPA-approved dumping sites in our state, demanding the waste be removed. This is not uh, any way about uh, politics. This is about the safety of humans. This is how we treat the beautiful Great Lakes state by bringing Ohio's toxic waste to Michigan and especially to downriver. Representative Jim DeSana echoing U.S. Representative Debbie Dingell's concerns that state and local officials were not given a warning the waste would be making its way to our state. The complaints forcing the EPA to halt the transportation of the toxins from Ohio. But today that process will resume, but not to Michigan. Ohio officials confirming the next shipments of waste will go to two sites in Ohio, but that does not rule out the Great Lakes state in the future. We're not interested in the conversation. We don't want this stuff here at all. Now we're being told that it's not the government's responsibility to determine where this toxic waste will go. That's the responsibility of the train company that started this whole mess. It's the EPA's job to regulate the transportation, but Dasana says there will be a formal complaint launched against the EPA on how they handled this entire process. There is much more to come from this story, so make sure you stay with 7 Action News as we try to bring you the very latest. Live in Romulus, I'm Kiara Hay. Action News. Yeah, the disaster that we've been watching play out in Ohio for weeks now, impacting families here in Michigan. Thank you so much, Kira, for that. Now, I do want to point out that one of the reasons why the company, Norfolk Southern uh, specifically, been able to get away with such egregious acts is the fact that they've been bribing politicians. Norfolk Southern plied Ohio politicians with campaign cash and extensive lobbying almost exactly a month before a Norfolk Southern train derailed and spewed hazardous materials in eastern Ohio. The company gave a maximum of $10,000 to help bankroll Governor Mike DeWine's inaugural festivities. He was just reelected last year. A six-on-your-side examination of state records show this contribution, which is part of a $29,000, uh, which is part of $29,000 the Virginia-based corporation has contributed to DeWine's political funds since he first ran for governor in 2018, is merely one piece of an extensive ongoing effort to influence statewide officials and Ohio lawmakers, which could be one of the reasons why Mike DeWine was so motivated to go to a home in East Palestine and act like he drank the water. And all the railway companies contributed about $98,000 during the past six years to Ohio statewide and legislative candidates, according to data from the Secretary of State. This is one of the reasons why we need to nationalize the rail industry. Virtually all went to Republicans, although Norfolk Southern hedged its support for DeWine in 2018 with a $3,000 check to Democratic gubernatorial candidate Richard Cordray. Because of course they did. These big corporations give to both both sides. This is one of the reasons why the unions 
are calling for the nationalization. Just one of the reasons why. One of the reasons why the unions are calling for the nationalization of our rail lines. Railroad workers warned us. We're reading from the Ohio Capital Journal. Greed is dangerous. Following derailments uh, derailments across the country, Nevada, West Virginia, and I believe Pennsylvania were also uh, victims of rail derailments. Toxic clouds that billowed up from a derailed freight train in Ohio this February are a chilling metaphor for the toxic greed that has infected so many of our big corporations. After having to evacuate residents of East Palestine, Ohio are cautiously going back home, but they still don't know the full extent of the damage to the area's environment and public health. We don't know how far it's going to reach. Apparently, the, the contamination zone goes as far down as into East uh, or into West North Carolina. The pollution into the atmosphere goes well into the Northeast, into uh, New Hampshire, uh, Connecticut, New York. The Norfolk Southern train was carrying dangerous chemicals, including vinyl chloride and five other chemicals we wouldn't know about if it wasn't for the federal EPA. A highly flammable carcinogen that is more harmful than even ammonia and natural gas. Following the derailment, locals have reported difficulty breathing, numbness in their limbs, and rashes, among other possible physical symptoms, from the chemical exposure. Worrying, fish and wildlife in the area have turned up dead. You may have seen videos all over uh, Twitter of minnows just dead in ponds and in uh, creeks. Unions representing rail workers had warned the possibility of just such a catastrophe. In contract negotiations last year, they denounced a business model known as Precision Scheduled Railroading, which aims to boost profits by running bigger and faster trains with smaller crews, which just as soon as the day I reported on this train derailment, I, I guaranteed that was an issue. They probably cut back on inspections because Republicans have uh, demolished our federal regulatory arms. They have overworked crews. And they're they're probably uh, carrying too many cars than they're supposed to, than what are safe. The practice has even earned a nickname among rail workers, positive shareholder reaction. Combined with a lack of guaranteed sick pay, this created dangerous conditions for overworked rail employees. And where have those profits gone? To executives and shareholders over the last three years, while the people of East Palestine and us, the people of the United States, suffer the consequences. Over the last three years, CEOs at five of the largest railroad conglomerates raked in a staggering $200 million in compensation. Norfolk Southern and the six other largest U.S. freight railroad companies also spent a staggering $191 billion on stock buybacks and shareholder dividends between 2011 and 2021, making their wealthy executives and investors even richer. While railroad executives lined their own pockets, their lobbyists advocated against stricter safety rules. In 2017, the Trump administration regulators killed provisions requiring rail cars carrying hazardous materials to have more sophisticated, faster braking systems. Rhinos, welcome in, my friend. 
Days later in Houston, Texas, another train carrying hazardous materials derailed, killing the driver. Days after that incident, another Norfolk Southern train derailed, this time in southern Michigan, or southeastern Michigan. And on February 21st, see, I hadn't even heard of those two. And on February 21st, a 31-car Union Pacific coal train ran off the rails in uh, Gothenburg, Nebraska, reportedly prompting an emergency hazmat response. I hadn't heard of that one. The state of Nevada was under a uh, state of emergency for a few days. Railroad workers have offered a simple solution to this public threat. Public ownership. Well, that's some commie shit right there. Railroad Workers United, which brings together members from 12 rail unions, has called for an end to private corporate ownership of the U.S. rail system, as well as the integrated systems in Mexico and Canada. In its October 2022 resolution, the union said, Out of spoons! Welcome, thank you for being a freaking follower. In its October 2022 resolution, the union said privatized rail prioritizes massive stock buybacks and other measures that deliver short-term gains for stockholders over the long-term health and vitality of the industry and of us as the citizens of the United States. By nationalizing the railroads, we can start treating U.S. rail like the public benefit it is. Without profit motives to line the pockets of shareholders and CEOs, we could ensure safe staffing for workers as well as investments in maintenance and safety measures to prevent freight cars from having to use Civil War era braking technology simply because it's cheaper. Jason Society, welcome my friend. Somebody shout out Jason for me. United Electrical Radio and Machine Workers of America has also called for public ownership, writing the railroad companies cannot even be said to be in the business of moving freight. They are merely in the business of using their monopoly control over the nation's rail infrastructure to squeeze as much profit as possible from customers and workers at the behest of of their Wall Street shareholders. The Ohio tragedy is a huge, fiery alarm bell. We should no longer tolerate the risk of having greedy corporate executives run us off the rails. Da-doom. Pun. Through public ownership, this vital infrastructure could truly serve the public good. Agreed. But you know what? Republicans... They want to do whatever they can to distract and what they're they're doing to distract is allow and the Biden administration is, is allowing this as well uh, Pete Buttigieg to be the whipping boy the fall guy for this whole thing here is Mitch McConnell on the floor of the Senate earlier today all up in Pete's Buttigieg Now, on another matter, the attention and prayers of the entire nation have been fixed for the the past several weeks on the town of East Palestine and the surrounding area in northeast Ohio. The derailment of the Norfolk Southern train led to a disastrous chemical release, forcing many from their homes. Deidre the Destroyer. Community vulnerable. Thank you for the sub. Uh, thought giving out a community sub. Thank you. Dang, you guys are awesome. I appreciate all of the love. 
I'm sorry I have to hit you with Turtle Man over here. The people of East Palestine. Oh, I'm sorry. I probably should have hit a content warning before I showed you Mitch McConnell's face. The, the chat has requested content warning before I show many uh, uh, faces such as Ted Cruz. I'm supposed to hit a content warning. Ali in HD, welcome in. Or Ali, Ali, Ali. And upset. And of course they deserve answers. Thank you for being a freaking follower. has been all over this Fair enough. Fair enough, Goku. Turtles are cool. Mitch McConnell is a slug. Also, uh, I've met Mitch McConnell. I'm I'm from his uh, state, unfortunately. Now, on another matter, the attention and prayers of the entire nation <clears throat> have been picked for the picks for the past several weeks on the town of East Palestine and the surrounding area in Northeast Ohio. The derailment of the Norfolk Southern train led to a disastrous chemical release forcing many from their homes and leaving a community vulnerable. The people of East Palestine are understandably anxious and upset, and of course they deserve answers. Well, the people in your state... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know if you know where Kentucky is located, Mitch. But it's just south of Ohio. The people of your state should be worried as well for the contamination that's going to uh, go through their tributaries. Like the Junior Center from Ohio has been all over this issue. We will continue to work with him to ensure the people of Ohio are appropriately informed and supported in the months to come. He's referring to J.D. Vance, not uh, not the senior citizen, senior citizen, <laughs> not the senior senator from Ohio who is uh, running for re-election, uh, Sherrod Brown. We also thank Ohio Governor Mike DeWine for his leadership on the ground. Unfortunately, this leadership has cut a sharp contrast with the Biden administration's Secretary of Transportation. Even amidst a catalog of crises on his watch, from this and other recent train derailments to the meltdown in air travel back during the holiday season, Secretary Buttigieg has seemed more interested in pursuing press coverage for woke initiatives and climate nonsense. For woke initiatives. Attending to basic elements of his day job. We'll Understandably, there were some initial food. concerns in my home state of Kentucky about possible impacts since we are downriver. But the good news is that even after careful monitoring by local experts, there's no reason to believe Kentuckians have anything to worry about. Doubt. Local water authorities are monitoring the Ohio River's downstream water quality very closely. You're going to have to show it again or not. They've seen no cause for alarm whatsoever. Every indication is that the situation for Kentuckians is 100% normal. This is according to the so, This is according to the state EPA in Ohio. I I don't believe it for a second. My staff and I remain in close communication with all of the relevant utilities and local authorities. I'm going to show you guys once again we played this the past two troll patrols. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to show it again. Hold on, let me find it here. Mike DeWine and the state EPA head went to a house in East Palestine and pretended pretended to drink the water. Now I'm I'm open to the idea if you guys uh, think maybe they actually drank the water. I'm open to the possibility that they did, but 
After watching it, I'm pretty certain that they did not drink the water. This is a publicity. This is press coverage. We, uh, I'll tell you, we believe in science. So we don't feel like we're being your guinea pig. But we don't mind proving to you that we believe the world. Okay. Here's to Caroline. Here's to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. That's good. That's, good. That's really cold coming from that. <laughs> Water from the Fratelli's bar and Goonies. This guy actually drank it, and I think you can see the look on his face when he realized the EPA chief and DeWine didn't actually drink it. Fucking tip that shit back if you're so confident. Go on. I dare you. I'll tell you, we believe in science. So we don't feel like we're being your guinea pig, but we don't mind proving to you that we believe the world. Okay. Thank Here's to you. Caroline. Here's to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I see no discernible difference in the amount of water in those glasses. And DeWine put it down real fast. <laughs> and Mitch McConnell wants to talk about uh, press coverage and photo ops. Go fuck yourself, Mitch. Exactly. Exactly thought. the. Uh, and I think the look on the other dude's face when he realized that the EPA chief and DeWine didn't drink it says it all. I mean, I don't... like. There's been a lot of people saying that you know, they deserved it for voting for Republicans all that time. That's that's not true, especially as someone who's lived in, unfortunately, has lived in a red state all his life. The, the people aren't to blame. And especially us as leftists, as collectivists. They drank, they drank it at the quantum level. You're right. They won't learn from it. No one deserves the abuse of capitalism. Exactly, rhinos. I mean, I don't. How, how do I reach these kids? We've we've got. I mean, yes, I didn't do the racist voice. We've got people like Jimmy coming in here talking about. Oh, we need unity. Unity. You're full of hate. Yeah, I hate bullshit like this. Turn the freaking frogs gay. All right, it's that time. If you're new here, I try to do everything I can to make the ads painless. So we play all three minutes of the ads all at once, so nobody has to sit through them the rest of the show. You don't miss any content. Uh, if you're not subscribed on Twitch, you're going to get the three minutes of ads. Nobody has to do a pre-roll either. If you notice when you came in, you didn't get a pre-roll. So I feel like this is the best way to handle the Twitch ads. We play them all at once. Go take a tinkle. Refill your drink. You're not going to miss anything, but when we come back, we're going to keep finding out what that news be doing. We're going to talk about child labor. Apparently, a company 
hired around 100 children, including the same child twice, to work in a slaughterhouse. Hyundai is divesting from Alabama over their use of child labor. We're going to hear from economists about how a recession is now expected to start later on this year. How the Fed is apparently going to cause it. If, you, if you're new here, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, uh, economists don't know shit. Everything about the economy is made up. They know about as much as I do. The only, the, only, the only thing that is certain about economics is if you want to invest, just do the opposite of whatever Jim Cramer says. Or, or go find the, uh, the tracker that uh, follows uh, Paul Pelosi's investments and do that. Do that. We're going we're gonna to hear from uh, former President Donald Trump, who went on a tirade on Joe Biden. Uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has fired one of his top commanders. We're going to take you to uh, Palestine, where things are heating up between the Israelis and the Palestinians. I'm going to cover uh, what's going on with Northern Ireland and their deal they have struck with the UK on Brexit. It seems really fucking complicated, by the way. Just skimming over it, it seems really fucking complicated. Hopefully Warlord hasn't gone to bed and he can tell us what's going on. Our resident Brit here. Uh, I'm also going to take you... uh, Last week, we covered this story of a woman who was discharged from a hospital in Knoxville. We only saw a small portion of the body cam footage and... We all agree that the cops actually weren't uh, derelict in their duty. (laughs) I said duty. At that time, unfortunately, uh, if you watch all of the body camera footage, that's not true. The cops were horrendous. A-cab, motherfuckers. A toddler uh, outed a fugitive in Florida. Of course it happened in Florida. Florida toddler. I'm going to possibly play the video by the Dilbert creator, which apparently got him canceled. We're going to watch Woody Harrelson's SNL monologue, which right-wingers have been sharing out. Uh, Aubrey Plaza uh, had a wardrobe malfunction, possibly had a wardrobe malfunction at the SAG Awards. All that when we come back from the other side of the break. You're on the Troll Patrol live, so if you're not subbed, you're going to get the ads now. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hope everyone is having a fantastic evening here on this Monday. Yeah, the people in the UK, uh, most people in the UK are railing against Brexit. And you're, you're going to see why when we cover this uh, deal that they did with Northern Ireland. It just seems overly complicated. Overly complicated. They've had to work out new uh, trade agreements and how goods being transported across the line work. Plus, I've got this. Uh, we've got video of a detective that got shot in Ireland. Let me see if I've got any kind of uh, gunk in my bowl here. I can I can partake on. I'm not high enough for this ship. Let 
Maybe this one. Maybe this one. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> We've got stories about crime-fighting kids and then kids working in meatpacking plants. Oh, it's a wild show tonight. I'm sorry, it's always a wild show. If you guys are new here, the Troll Patrol is a news rundown show where I show you just the wildest shit going on in the internet. The wildest videos, the wildest news stories. Don't make me talk about Taylor's business. <laughs> Thought, go ahead and get like... Uh, Spider-Man on PC. Which Spider-Man game is it? Did they release the PlayStation version on PC? Because that's a fantastic game. And I am, I'm very much looking forward to it. Is that is the one? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That game is, is awesome. I've also played the Miles Morales. Played that last Christmas. I, I would hope there's going to be fines for the child labor. Booseness. Apparently it is shabusiness. Uh, we watched multiple news stories on it. I saw you comment on YouTube. I'm still banned on YouTube, guys. I got, I got banned for a video from months ago where we were covering a QAnon conference. I got my second strike serving a two-week ban. Basically, there's not going to be any content on my YouTube until like May 15th. That's when all my strikes come off. Because I have to get prepared for um, primary season coming up this fall. I need my YouTube because like covering the debates like we did uh, in, last year. Very successful on YouTube. So I need my strikes to come off so I can, you know, stream and... and not have to worry. I need both the strikes to come off so I have a warning again. Those damn woke moralists always trying to cancel me. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. By the way, uh, for anybody that's new here, there is a content warning on this show. Content warning fuckers. Oh, I didn't I didn't do my proper introduction, did I? For those of you who may not know me and my political philosophy, uh, I'm malleable. I'm open to any any type of political thought, but specifically whatever political thought gets me closest to pissing in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Gimme that eye pussy, sir. If I thought being a Republican would allow me to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole, I'd be there in a heartbeat. I, w I will subscribe to your political philosophy if it allows me to piss in Dan Crenshaw's eye pussy. We, when I was on Echoplex last night, we were talking about, was it Simp? Were you, were you in the chat? And you were like, Justin wants to piss in Dan Crenshaw's eye hole. Yes, yes. Definitely. 
Oh, shit. I've ran that joke in the ground, but everybody seems to enjoy it. What everybody shouldn't enjoy is forcing children to work in meatpacking factories. The company, the Labor Department, says hired children to clean slaughterhouses in several states. An internal company report found... the 18 fucking 90s? ...services incorporated knowingly hired the same child twice under different names. NBC News Homeland Security correspondent Julia Ainsley joins us. And we have multiple issues at play here. Not only do we have capitalism preying on children for cheap labor, but also I am assuming these were immigrants. I believe uh, they were undocumented workers, undocumented children workers. My God damn. So this is the intersection of multiple problems in this goddamn country. Now, Julia, you have been staying on top of this. Hey, where's Jimmy at telling me not to be so angry about, you know, Meatpacking facilities using undocumented children for labor. Story from the very beginning. How on earth does something like this happen to begin with? That's a good question, Ellison. The company, PSSI, said at first these were rogue individuals, people who basically duped the company by using fake IDs to come in and pretend to be 18. But we traveled to the very city, Grand Island, Nebraska, of course. where this first started. And we spoke to people who have met these children, a lot of these children too afraid to talk to the media, much less investigators. But they say there's no way these children could have been mistaken for 18. In fact, we have a blurred picture the labor department provided us of one of those children found working in that grand island nebraska plant and then on top of that nbc news was able to obtain an internal company report that showed that the same uh manager hiring manager who hired people across multiple plants actually rehired a minor that was fired before so this is starting to counter some of the claims by the company who has now entered a consent decree where they say they will oh the company was lying and Julia, this company mistaken, was actually cited by the Labor Department and also fined over a million dollars, about 1.5 million. That's all? What happens next here? That's right. $1.5 million is a fine for hiring over 100 children to clean slaughterhouses in the middle of the night. Some people would say that's not a steep enough punishment, but I will. Good Lord, no. What was the profits of this company? say that this does not preclude the Justice Department from coming in and doing a criminal investigation. That could still happen. And also, we know from our sources at DHS that DHS officials are investigating this same incident to see if there might be an issue of human trafficking at hand, although we should say it's clear that in that case, the company is not a target of that investigation. Why the hell not? They They should be. Ari, Fuzzy Face, good evening. Welcome in. Yeah, the children won't get a cent. We need to tear the whole system down. Now, this is a story we reported on last year where Alabama uh Hyundai, 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 Hyundai plants were using child labor in Alabama. Hyundai is now set to divest from Alabama following child labor revelations. 
South Korean automaker Hyundai Motor Company on Friday told shareholders it would divest its controlling stake in a major Alabama auto parts plant where Reuters last year documented children as young as 12 working. A February 24th letter to shareholders from Hyundai chief executive Jae-hoon Chang. The company said recent audits at 29 of its direct suppliers across Alabama made it confident they are now in full compliance with underage labor laws. The audits began last August after Reuters first reported on the issue and were conducted by an outside law firm that reviewed documents and did on-site inspections. Hyundai provided a copy of the letter to Reuters. Hyundai also told investors it was implementing extensive new corporate measures including a training program for its port suppliers to begin next month in collaboration with the U.S. Department of Labor to prevent future child labor violations. DOL did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Number one cause of death in children in this country is gun violence. We've got children working in factories and meatpacking plants and in uh, car manufacturing plants. Where the fuck else are we going to find children working? As someone who is considers himself a history buff, I, I would like to uh, po- uh, posit the idea that this is worse This is worse than the robber baron era. This is worse than the robber baron era. That's just my opinion, but I think I have quite a bit of evidence to back that up. Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, we've had strong economic data, which is causing some economists to say that uh, they now expect a recession later on this year instead of early in the year. A majority of the nation's business economists, and once again, economists have no idea what they're talking about. This is all made up. Numbers, math, economy, all made up. You take your 33 and a third chance... Minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning. Scott Steiner knows more about the economy than any of these fucks. A majority of the nation's business economists expect a U.S. recession to begin later this year than they had previously forecast after a series of reports appointed to a surprisingly resilient economy despite steadily higher interest rates. 58% of 48 economists... 58% of 48 economists. That's some wild math. Then you take my 75% chance of winning and then add 66 and two-thirds percent. I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning. 58% of 48 economists. Why not just say over half of the 48 economists who responded to a survey? Who wrote this story? 58%. I'm sorry I'm hung up on this. 58% of 48 economists. Oh shit. Maynard is not impressed by this. Not the one I meant to hit, but we'll go with it.
Maynard isn't impressed by anything, to be honest with you. He's definitely not going to be impressed when I grab him. You've been a shithead all day, so you got to appear on camera. Tell him about it. Cuss him out. Let him know. Let him know, Maynard. That is Maynard James Kitten. Who hates it when I pick him up. He doesn't like to be touched. He doesn't like to be petted. He is an ornery cat. 58% of 48 economists who responded to a survey by the National Association for Business Economics envision a recession sometime this year. The same proportion who said so in the NABE survey in December. So they were wrong then. What makes us think they're going to be right now? But only a quarter think a recession will have begun by the end of March. Only half of the proportion who had thought so in December. The findings reflecting a survey of economists from business, trade associations, and academia was released on Monday. A third of the economists who responded to the survey now expect a recession to begin in the April-June quarter. One-fifth think it will start in the July-September quarter. The delay in the economists' expectations of when a downturn will begin follows a series of government reports that have pointed to a still robust economy even after the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates eight times in a strenuous effort to slow growth and curb high inflation. I'm not sure. Interest rates need to be higher. That's a thing. Fucking interest rates were like 30% APR back in the 80s and you could you, it was still cheaper to buy a house. I think the only people that low interest rates have really benefited have been businesses. So you're seeing the hiking of interest rates and it's causing these over-leveraged companies like tech companies, like uh, uh, media companies... To do these mass layoffs. However, the the economy for us uh, plebeians here on the ground is still strong. Smaller businesses are still hiring. Exactly, OMG. Still needing 4 million more workers. I saw a report from, I think it was the Wall Street Journal. We're still missing people who left the job force during COVID. Could be because they fucking died. But what do I know? I know economics, finance, totally not my bailiwick. I know jack shit about that. I've Steiner math for me. But then you take my 75% chance of winning and then add 66 and two-thirds percent. I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning. I just bring you the news and I think all these fucks don't have any idea what they're talking. They're just throwing spaghetti at the wall. And I don't understand why the Biden administration would be pushing policies that would start a recession as he is ramping up to run for re-election. So the idea that the Biden administration would be trying to cause a recession on behalf of businesses seems unlikely to me.
But hey, our friend Jimmy says we owe Trump an apology. Let's hear from Trump, who uh, let loose a tirade against President Joe Biden. I think this happened earlier today. Come on, man. Joe Biden claims to support American manufacturing, but in reality, he's pushing the same pro-China globalist agenda that ripped the industrial heart out of our country. It ripped us apart. Biden and the globalists support raising taxes on American production. They support more... Globalist means Jews, by the way. It's a dog whistle or a dog bullhorn. Crippling regulations, killing American jobs. They support skyrocketing domestic energy costs. And they support massive anti-American multinational agreements that send our wealth and factories overseas. Very simply, the Biden agenda... Where are your campaign hats? He has a neck pussy? I would give anything to piss in Donald Trump's neck pussy. Where are your hats manufactured, sir? Where are your ties manufactured? Just just pointing that out. Taxes America to build up China. Who China had a secret Chinese bank account? We cannot let that happen. Nick beef curtains. Years ago, it wasn't happening. China paid to the United States hundreds of billions of dollars, and no other president got 10 cents, legitimately 10 cents from China. My agenda will tax China to build up America. The heart of my vision is a sweeping pro-American overhaul of our tax and trade policy to move from the Biden system that punishes domestic producers and rewards outsourcers. By the way, he talks about Biden's system, but the Fed chairman is a Trump appointee. Our budget is basically a Trump budget. DMAC, what's going on, my friend? K9, what is up? Welcome in. We're listening to dumb fuck Trump just bitch about shit that he knows nothing about. To a system that rewards domestic production and taxes foreign companies and those who export American jobs, they will be rewarded and rewarded greatly. And our country will benefit. To achieve this goal, we will phase in a system of universal baseline tariffs on most foreign products. On top of this, higher tariffs will increase incrementally depending on how much individual foreign countries devalue their currency. They devalue their currency to take advantage of the United States. If you want to talk about a country devaluing their currency, my friend... Let me tell you about the Fed here in the U.S. And they subsidize their industries or otherwise engage in trade cheating and abuse. And they wait, wait, wait. You want to talk about a country that subsidizes their industries? Now, like never before, and we had it largely stopped and it was going to be stopped completely within less than a year. As tariffs on foreign producers go up, Taxes on American producers will go down and go down. That's exactly right, Voodoo. And that means a lot of jobs coming in. Not only will this system end our gaping trade deficits, and they are massive right now, and bring back millions of American jobs, it will also bring trillions and trillions of dollars. I really do not want to hear Trump talk about gaping anything. You live in sexual anarchy. Yawn indeed, K9. ...to the United States Treasury 
from foreign countries that allow us to invest that money in American workers, American families. A gaping neck pussy. This plan will be the linchpin of a new strategic national manufacturing initiative. I piss right in that throat, that pussy. My historic success in ending NAFTA, which was a tremendous thing, a tremendous achievement. Nobody thought it could be done. War Machine we with the resub. Welcome in, my friend. So glad to see you. And it was an incredible thing. But we're also going to end other unfair trade deals, and we'll end them quickly. In addition, as a matter of both economic and national security, I will implement a bold series of reforms to completely eliminate dependence on China in all critical areas. We will revoke China's most favored nation trade status and adopt a four-year plan to phase out all Chinese imports of essential goods, everything from electronics... If he had some work done, uh, he should get a refund on that. This will include strong protections to ensure China cannot circumvent restrictions by passing goods through conduit countries, countries that don't make a product, but all of a sudden they're selling a lot of product. It comes right through China, right out of China, and right into our country. We will also adopt new rules to stop U.S. companies from pouring investments into China and to stop China from... <laughs> the dumb fucks are out in full force tonight. Right-wingers are morons. Buying up America, allowing all of those investments that clearly <laughs> serve American interests we're not going to allow bad things to happen to our Just another Manning Monday. Federal contracts for any company that outsources to China. Biden will never get the job. Curious, have you had a run-in with this dude before? Has to be a dude. Davey Dev. I'm done. He is weak on China because the corrupt Biden family has received millions and millions of dollars from entities tied to the Chinese Communist Party. Everybody knows that. They try and hide it, and the fake news doesn't want to talk about it. Biden's pro-China economic program puts America last, and it's killing our country. My cutting-edge trade agenda will revitalize our economy by once again putting America first. And by the way, we'll get along very well with China. And you know what the reason is? They'll respect us again like they did. No, 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 no. The reason is because you're on the dole from China. Trump tax returns show a China bank account as six years of records released. Six years of Donald Trump's uh, tax returns were made public in December. The documents dating from 2015 to 2020 offer insights into the complex finances and foreign bank accounts of a man who was accused of abusing the presidency for personal profit and who has already announced another bid for the White House. A House of Representatives report released earlier this month, this was back in December, analyzed the documents and showed Trump and his wife Melania paid no federal income tax in 2020. Paid very little in any of the other years. Those numbers reflect heavy business losses and undermine Trump's self-perpetuated narrative of commercial wealth and success. During a presidential debate in 2020, Trump said the Chinese account was closed in 2015, I believe, and insisted I closed it before I even ran for president, let alone become president. But he certainly had bank accounts in Britain, China, and Ireland. He, he tried his best to start a, a yeah happy trolling. 
Hey, Justin, are you trolling? I mean, we welcome it. This is called the Troll Patrol. That's enough, Trump. Let's go to Ukraine. Interesting development as Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has fired one of his top commanders. Gosh, in Ukraine. Today, the shakeup at the top of Ukraine. Oh, thank you, Curiouser. <laughs> you saw him somewhere else and tried to get him over here. Thank you, Curiouser. President Zelensky dismissing the commander of Joint Force Operations. Mr. Zelensky... You probably paid more in taxes in 2020, for sure. ...leadership shuffle collides with a new Russian offensive. Overnight, a staggered drone assault. 14 Iranian-made unmanned attack aircraft... Troll ring. Ukrainian air defenses say they shot down 11 of those drones. In Ukraine's south and east, Moscow trying to fracture the line. Russia launching 81 artillery strikes over the last 24 hours. Shit. hopes the bombing frenzy chokes off Ukrainian forces in and around Bakhmut and breaks a battlefield stalemate. Let's begin in eastern Ukraine with CNN's Alex Marquardt with the latest from the battlefield. Alex? Well, John, absolutely right. A, a pivotal moment in this fight. Uh, and as we uh, focus on, on the fighting in the east, we have also been reminded that Russia continues to try to bomb cities all across Ukraine with drones. Uh, overnight, at least two people killed in the city of Kremlnitsky, that is in southwestern Ukraine, very far from the front line. They were both first responders who were responding to an earlier strike by a drone, a so-called double tap attack. Then there were some 11 drones that were sent over Kyiv. Nine of those shot down. They were sent in at least two waves and the air raid sirens in Kyiv ringing out for some five and a half hours. A reminder that even as life continues relatively normally, in many cities all across the country, there is the constant possibility that those cities may be attacked by drone. But the fiercest fighting, John, is taking place in the eastern part of the country, particularly around the eastern city uh, of Bakhmut. It does appear that Russian forces, primarily from the Wagner mercenary group, are making some progress. They claim that they have taken several villages north of the city as they try to encircle it. Uh, Ukrainian forces say that they are standing around. Um, that they are repelling attacks. We have not heard any talk from the highest levels of the Ukrainian government about surrendering uh, the city, but President Zelensky softening his tone on that, saying uh, that he will not defend it at all costs. We're watching that very... That sounds like it's fallen. ...as this general whose area of command was much of the east, Major General Edward Moskalov, uh, was dismissed by a presidential decree with little explanation from President Zelensky's office. John? Alex Marquardt, live for us on the ground in Ukraine. Alex, thanks for that update. Let's get some important perspective now from the former Deputy Director of National Intelligence, Beth Sanner. Uh, oh, I was hoping for breed love. Shake up, no explanation. You're relieved from duty, a top official in the military command. There has been a purge, an anti-corruption purge of late, uh, but no explanation here. Does it come as a surprise? What does it tell you at a time when you know Russia is picking up the pace of its attacks? 
Well, there hasn't been much turnover, actually, in the Ukrainian command structure. And so, you know, I think these things happen. It could be one of two things, either it's part of the corruption probe or it's dissatisfaction in some way or inability to carry out um, the orders or the offensive that's planned. So we will find out soon enough about that. But I think that, you know, making a hard decision in wartime, it's actually maybe a good sign. And so you have over the weekend something quite remarkable, the CIA director publicly um, talking about a warning to China, talking about what his agency, what the intelligence community has learned about China. Uh, connect the dots for me. You just heard in the lead up, Iranian-made drones. Yeah, we watched uh, Xi Jinping visited Russia last week. They had caviar crips. Caviar crips. We found out what the difference between a crep and a pancake is. A crepe is thinner. And, like, the caviar looked really, really good. Uh, over Kiev. And now Bill Burns, the CIA director, saying, we have intelligence and China don't do it. We're confident that the Chinese leadership is considering the provision of lethal equipment. We also don't... See- I hadn't heard of putting yeah. um, caviar on a crepe, a but... To even say Apparently, it was really good. They seem to enjoy it. Uh, but for the CIA director to say that publicly takes a process. Why? This is part of a strategy. It's like an actual policy and strategy by this White House to use intelligence, to declassify it, to release it publicly in order to affect the decisions of adversaries. So in this case, it's to design to deter China. It's also designed to make sure that the Europeans are on side about the threat that China poses and the threat that China and Russia pose together. So I think it's going to be very effective. When Biden said this weekend, look, I don't really think that they're going to follow through with this. I agree with that because now that it's out there and it's called, it makes it really hard for China to do this because they need the U.S. and Europe economically. Let me try this one. From the beginning of the Ukraine conflict, not only about how does Putin process this and NATO's resolve and the U.S. resolve, but how does President Xi process this. Uh, Nick Burns, the ambassador to China, said in an event earlier today that he thinks she is surprised by the strength of the world's democracies. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I think that this is really we've seen a shift in China's approach toward the rest of the world. Instead of the wolf warriors, uh, these diplomats that go to European capitals or in European capitals and are really, really super tough. Instead, we're seeing a charm offensive trying to put things back together because they need that trade as China tries to recover from the COVID crisis. So the United States is publicly warning China there will be consequences. Don't do it. Do not send mm-hmm. lethal weapons to Vladimir Putin. One of the Chinese responses, number one, they say we weren't planning that, which, okay. you know, just say, take that with a grain of salt, I guess. But number two, they say, well, you're hypocrites. You're sending weapons into the battlefield. That's what I said. The questions right now is will the, will the West, will the United States, will others send fighter jets Uh, President Biden was asked about this on Friday, and he says, not now. You don't think he needs F-16s now? No, he doesn't need F-16s now. There is no basis upon which there is a rationale, according to our military now, to provide F-16s. But you're not ruling it out? I am ruling it out for now. Does that for now. we have seen month by month in this now in, in its second year, beginning oh, the second man. year of the conflict, a change in U.S. posture and NATO posture, other Western allies posture about the, the muscular nature of the weapons they will give? Why no F-16? So when Jake Sullivan and others say that they don't need the F-16s now, that what they really need is more artillery and more of what we've been giving them, 
I agree with that, but I also agree with generals who say the phrase is, you have to be prepared not just to fight the war of today, but the war of tomorrow. And this is where the critics, I think, are also right, is you've got to put everything in place to get those F-16s there when you're ready to do so. And so uh, we talked a minute ago about China uh, and its local politics, internal politics. What about Russian internal politics? Vladimir Putin gives this interview over the weekend. Uh, Listen to this. Number one, it's dated, if you will. It's a fantasy of how the world is today. But what does he mean by this? They have one goal to break up the former Soviet Union in its main part, the Russian Federation. And then, perhaps, they will accept us in the so-called family of civilized peoples, but only separately, each part separately. Moreover, in today's conditions, when all the leading NATO countries have declared their main goal to inflict a strategic defeat on us so that our people suffer, how can we, under these conditions, not take into account their nuclear potentials? Uh, Two things jumped out at me. Uh, You're way smarter than me when it comes to how he thinks, so help me. Number one, the nuclear potential, nuclear potentials. He waves that flag when he feels it's in his interest that, well, they have nuclear weapons and they don't like us. But they have one goal, to break up the former Soviet Union and its main part. Uh, The Soviet Union has been broken up for a long time. At least, Yeah, that happened in the 80s. What is he trying to communicate to the people at home there? He's trying to communicate what the Russians... Just technically like 93 is when it it officially broke up. He's got this, this... alliance of former Soviet states, including like Central Asia, that he has under his thumb. And he needs to keep those. And right now, this week, Secretary Blinken is headed to Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan. Those core parts of this former Soviet Union that we're trying to break away. So don't don't trust the stoner on dates. Um, But that doesn't mean that uh, that's not the way the world should work. I do want to point out, I mentioned it earlier, and for anybody who's new, let me run down my position on Ukraine. Ukraine has a right to defend itself. Russia is an oligarchy. It is the aggressor in this war. However, I do not think that defense contractors should be making as much money as they are off of the conflict. That is a ongoing problem. War is a racket. General Smedley Butler told us this over a century ago. If it is imperative that we support Ukraine, and the reason why we're doing it is because uh, Ukraine has close to 30% of the refining capacity of oil and natural gas in the world. That's why we're taking their side. There's a pipeline through Georgia, and Georgia is in a very perilous position, and it could fall to Russia. It would block our access to oil, natural gas in the Caspian. And yeah, that's not even including the the grain that is grown in Ukraine, which is causing famines in Africa at the moment. But that's a a whole separate issue. The reason the U.S. is, is doing it is because of the oil and natural gas. I think our defense industry should be nationalized, much like I think our rail industry should be nationalized. So if we do need to provide weapons to a country like Ukraine, nobody is profiting off of it. So they don't have an incentive to make it go on longer. There was a piece that came out uh, a week or two back. We have spent five 
percent of the Pentagon budget, and it has destroyed about half of the Russian fleet. Fucking love proxy wars in this country. So I'm not telling you that it is wrong of us to support Ukraine. I'm not, I'm pretty anti-war overall. I just want to lay out the facts. I don't want to be like, I'm not a Jimmy Dore. I'm not a fucking Jackson Hinkle. I'm not going to tell you what to think. I want to lay out the facts, lay out why we're doing what we're doing. Because I don't know. I don't know what the right course of action is. I was very skeptical of the U.S. position leading up to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I thought we were just saber-rattling in order to manufacture more bombs. I didn't think Russia was actually going to invade. They did. I was wrong on that one. So... I hope I have laid out the facts in a way that that informs you. And yeah, I'll give my opinion. People should be making fucking money off of war. I don't think that's a very controversial opinion. That doesn't mean that the U.S. shouldn't support Ukraine. I don't know what the right course of action is. Do we just let Russia take over Ukraine? Would that be detrimental to the U.S.? Has taking out half of Russia's munitions, has that been a positive for us? Apparently as 5% of the Pentagon budget has destroyed half uh, of Russia's military. I've heard people say that's peanuts. But I mean, I, I don't... is taking out half of Russia's military in our best interest. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Putin probably does need to be slapped down, but I would like to see the people of Russia do it. I would like to see a revolution inside the country. I'd like to see them overthrow the oligarchy. But you're right, Putin does need to be kept in check. And he has apparently set his sights on Moldova. He is Victor Orban in Hungary. Is sympathetic to Putin. Poland is apparently worried about what exactly Putin will do if he is able to confiscate Georgia, Ukraine, Moldova. Also, foreign affairs, not my bailiwick. OMG, you may be right. We may never we may never see a revolution in developed countries now. It's it's a tough one, and anyone that says that they have all the answers and that the U.S. should definitely do this or the U.S. should definitely do that, I think they're a grifter. I think most people are grifters, though, so what do I know? 
Let's uh, let's move from Russia, Ukraine to the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, where things are absolutely escalating between the two. We have covered the the attacks on the Palestinians by the Israelis over the last few weeks. More violence over the weekend. A wave of violence and vengeance between Israelis and Palestinians continued today as a Palestinian gunman killed a motorist near the city of Jericho on the occupied West Bank. The U.S. ambassador to Israel said the victim was an American, though the man has yet to be identified. The killing comes amid intensified conflict in Nablus and the town of Hawara, also on the West Bank. It's a dark new chapter in an old conflict, punctuated by the worst violence in decades. Overnight, Israeli settlers rampaged through the Palestinian town of Hawara, torching dozens of homes and cars. Daylight revealed... I don't like the term Israeli settlers. Those are occupiers. These settlements are illegal under the UN. I do want to make that absolutely clear. The extent of the damage, blackened buildings and burnt out vehicles. At night, settlers attacked us. I saw them. When they burned the car, my mother went down with a bucket of water to put out the fire. They burned the container, burned the warehouses, burned the storehouse for electrical appliances and destroyed the house. These attacks were retaliation after a Palestinian gunman killed two Israeli brothers in a nearby Jewish settlement. Thousands of... Which was retaliation for the Israeli attack. It's just... Their mother, grief stricken. I don't like the way the reporting seems to be laying the blame on the Palestinians exclusively when the Israelis have been the aggressor. Stricken. Two loved ones, my sons, my loved sons, who walk in the path of God. For them, I cry. We have suffered a rupture, and there is no one to console us. Just days earlier, an Israeli army raid targeting militants in Nablus killed 11 Palestinians. This latest spasm of violence is showing no signs of abating. Israel is now deploying hundreds more troops to the West Bank. We've seen over the past several years a gradual increase in the number and intensity of settler terrorism against Palestinians. Khaled El-Gindi is a senior fellow with the Middle East Institute. He says settler violence in the West Bank isn't new, but has become more radical. This is happening within the context of Israeli politics that have steadily moved more and more to the right. When you have this convergence of the state power combined with the very strong uh, ideological extremism uh, of settlers on the ground, uh, it, it, it is a recipe for escalating violence. Israel's ultra-nationalist public security minister, Itamir Ben-Gavir, called today for an end to vigilantism. A settler himself, he spoke during the eviction of settlers from an illegal outpost on the occupied West Bank. I understand the hard feelings. But this isn't the way. You can't take the law into our hands. Israel's government, the state of Israel, IDF, the security forces, they are the ones who need to crush our enemies. Oh my God. Mr. Benjamin Netanyahu echoed those same sentiments yesterday. I ask that even when the blood is boiling in the spirit... Now perhaps PBS will cover this, but there has been an uprising of Israelis against their hard right government. Hot, not to take the law into your own hands. 
I would like to let the IDF and the security forces do their job. But the recent wave of clashes is exposing divisions in Israel's new right-wing government and fanning tensions. Zvika Fogel, a lawmaker from the ruling coalition, said rampages like the one this past weekend could deter further Palestinian attacks. When there are those who say this enhances deterrence, that is actually the equivalent of incitement. Dennis Ross was a Middle East peace negotiator in both Republican and Democratic administrations. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of mainstream coverage of it either, but we covered it here on the show. I think there are rifts within this Israeli government. Prime Minister is calling very clearly that we are a state of laws, there has to be law and order. But it is interesting that it took Ben Gavir so long to say anything about that. And that's why I say I, I see uh, the difficulty, I see the challenge that Prime Minister Netanyahu faces. He's got a government that is a very difficult government probably more difficult than anyone he's ever had to manage before. Ross also lays blame for the uptick in violence on Palestinian leaders. Part of the problem with the Palestinian Authority is it has almost no credibility with the Palestinian public. It's a result of dysfunction. It's a result of great corruption. It's a basically loss of faith. Uh, if there was to be a serious effort at, at political and economic reform, which also produced law and order, you would see the ability to get greater control over the current situation as well. The weekend's violence broke out shortly after top Israeli and Palestinian envoys met in Jordan to discuss how to curb violence ahead of the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. They issued a joint communique that, quote, reaffirmed the necessity of committing to de-escalation on the ground and to prevent further violence. Israel also agreed to halt discussions of new settlement units in the West Bank for four months. The fact that the Palestinians were able to get uh, Israeli leaders to commit to anything along those lines is an achievement in and of itself. But there is it is surprising of it being implemented on the ground. And that's, a, frankly, a responsibility of the international community to compel Israel in some form. Uh, to uh, uh, to abide by these commitments. Israeli forces have killed at least 62 Palestinians so far this year. During that same time, Palestinian attacks have killed 14 Israelis. The U.S. 62 versus 14. End to the bloodshed. State Department spokesman Ned Price. These events underscore the fragility of the situation in the West Bank and the urgent need for increased cooperation to prevent further violence. But divisions within the Israeli government and increasing Palestinian despair cast doubt on whether they'll answer that call. In other words, it's going to get worse before it gets better. At least 278 Palestinian-owned housing units in the West Bank have been demolished as a form of punishment for attacks on Israelis. as a form of punishment. It was an apartheid state. A slow burn genocide. Yes. It reminds you of the, uh, the old adage, like uh, you either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. Kind of what's going on in Israel, isn't it? But that's... The majority of Jewish people aren't supportive of the hard-right Israeli government. We need to make that perfectly clear. The majority of Jewish people in the U.S. aren't supportive of the hard-right Israeli government. I don't think a majority of the people in Israel are supportive 
of the hard right Israeli government. That's the reason why we're seeing pushback. Let's go to Northern Ireland. Where a deal has been struck. Dealing with Brexit. And let me tell you, it's fucking confusing. They should they should have just stayed in the EU, I think. I think uh, a lot of the UK citizenry is having buyer's remorse about Brexit. Easelcat, good evening. UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and President of the European Commission Ursula von der Leyen have announced a new deal aimed at fixing post-Brexit problems in Northern Ireland. The full details of their agreement have just been published, and we're working to get a fuller picture of what has been decided. So there's going to be a green lane and a red lane. Goods from Britain destined for Northern Ireland will travel through a new green lane with a separate red lane for goods at risk of moving on to the EU. Products coming into Northern Ireland through the Green Lane would see checks and paperwork significantly reduced. The Red Lane goods destined for the EU will still be subject to the normal checks. Mr. Sunak said this would mean food available on the supermarket shelves in Great Britain will be available on supermarket shelves in Northern Ireland. New data sharing and labeling arrangements would be used to oversee the new system. Where smuggling is suspected, some custom checks may still be carried out on the Green Lane goods. Businesses moving goods from Northern Ireland to Great Britain would not be required to complete export declarations. Bans on certain products like chilled sausages We're going to get to the ACAB section of the show here in just a little bit, 1A. Chilled sausages. They love their beans and sausages over there. Those damn Brits. So, (laughs) bans on certain products like chilled sausages entering Northern Ireland from Britain would be scrapped. Bans also lifted on seed potatoes and 11 native British trees. No new requirements on moving pets from Northern Ireland to Britain. Pet owners visiting Northern Ireland from Britain but not traveling on to Ireland only have to confirm their pet is microchipped and will not move into the EU. Under old rules, pet owners had to have vet-issued health certificate and proof of up-to-date rabies vaccination, while dogs needed tapeworm treatment before every visit. Medicines for use in Northern Ireland would be approved by UK regulator, with the European Medicines Agency not having any role. Parcels will not be subject to full customs declarations. From 2024, a parcel operators are required to share data with the EU to manage smuggling risk. So under the Northern Ireland Protocol, EU VAT rules could be applied in Northern Ireland. Under the New Deal, UK VAT and excise rules will apply to Northern Ireland for alcoholic drinks for immediate consumption and immovable goods such as heat pumps. EU VAT rules will still apply for other items. So once again, needlessly complicated farming industry and one of the reasons why Brits are having buyer's remorse over Brexit. 
And I didn't even get into everything. If you would like to read more about all the different restrictions the agreement imposes and doesn't impose, there you go. Here's the article I was reading from the BBC. Coming up on a break. Which, which makes for a weird split here because my next story is about Northern Ireland and police before we move to police here in the U.S. When we come back, it is the ACAB portion of the show. We're going to talk about... Last week, we watched a video of a woman who was discharged from a hospital and we actually said the cops... Uh, didn't do anything wrong. Unfortunately, we didn't watch the whole hour or something of the of the uh, body camera footage, and we spoke too soon. The cops totally mocked the woman as she was dying. We've got a toddler in Florida who outed a fugitive. We're going to talk about the Dilbert creator who apparently was canceled over the weekend for some hate-filled rant he posted. Up yours, woke moralist. A one now we'll a freaking sub. Thank you for the sub. Awesome, glad to have you aboard. Oh, oh we're gonna talk about Woody Harrelson. We're gonna watch Woody Harrelson's monologue from SNL, and then uh, we're gonna touch on Aubrey Plaza, who might have had a wardrobe malfunction at the SAG Awards. All that and more on the other side of the break. If you're not subbed on Twitch, you're going to get a commercial break right now. We play them all at once. Get them out of the way. Nobody misses any content. Nobody has to um, uh, have to have the pre-rolls come on when you first come on the channel. You don't get pre-roll uh, commercials. I feel like this is the best way to handle the the commercial breaks. Well, also getting Justin the money from Amazon. Give me that, be- give me them Bezos bucks, because I'm not making those Soros dollars. Contrary to popular belief, I am not on George Soros's payroll. Especially because around here we like to kick authority in the balls. He's kicking authority in the balls. Yes, it was Dr. Oz, John Fetterman's opponent in the Senate race last year. Hopefully, John Fetterman is doing well. I've not seen an update on his um, on his health. Lady B! You came just in time for a commercial break. But you're, pro- you're probably subbed. Has who stopped smoking pot? I don't know what you're talking about, Tadpole. We did, we did the whole lab leak thing earlier. It's still looking like it was naturally occurring. Low confidence that it may, may, there was a lot of wiggle room in the, in the report that it may have leaked from a lab. I am still on the side that it was naturally occurring. I think all evidence points to the fact that it's naturally occurring. You have to leave open the possibility as of right now, I've seen no evidence that it came from a lab. But what do I know? I'm also not one of the people that's investigating it. 
Only I can only report what that news be doing. Because that's what we do here on this show. And for those of you that might be new uh, and need to know what my political philosophy is, I can sum it up with one phrase. I would give anything to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Give me that eye pussy, sir. Yeah, I'm vamping. I can't hit the commercial break just yet. It's like 10 seconds away. <laughs> All right. If you're, if you're not subbed on Twitch, you're going to get a commercial break right now. Uh... Do go take a tinkle, refill your drink, come back, and we're gonna we're gonna have all kinds of fun. Uh, I can't call the cop stories fun; they're not fun. We don't have fun on this show. We try to have fun, but most of, most of the stories are dystopian and make you feel real bad. If you are subbed on Twitch, I'm gonna take a real fast break because I got a PP again. We live in turbulent times. The media is full of deception, conspiracy theories, and fake news. Now, more than ever, it is important to ensure you're getting information from a source that's freaking reliable. I'm Justin Mullins, and this is the Freaking News. Get a breaking or interesting story with a humorous twist in about a minute, weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, on YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey, and more. A1, we probably covered it, but you're welcome to go to the Discord and drop a story. I don't actually take requests, no. I, uh, I, I put together a show that flows. And I work hard to put it together. And it's a good possibility we already covered it, because that's what we do here. We find out what that news be doing. But I mean... Telling me about somebody who died in in a in corrections custody is like, which one? We've 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 done a gazillion stories like that. They all run together. Uh, I think everybody's back from break. I think everybody came back from uh, from the Twitch break already. Maybe? I don't know. Maybe I should wait a little bit longer. Because there's two and a half minutes remaining. I can't I can't imagine that there's still two and a half minutes. I wasn't I was gone for longer than thirty seconds. 
But we'll chill for a little bit before we get to the shooting in Northern Ireland. It's not... Oh, they're over? Thank you, OMG. Yeah, I thought I was gone for longer than 30 seconds. Northern Ireland police released the CCTV of a car used in the shooting of an officer. Police appeal for information about a Ford Fiesta used by gunmen to attack a DCI John Caldwell in Omga. Uh, you can you can drop it in like the main Discord chat. Police have released the CCTV footage of the car used by the man who shot a senior detective, John Caldwell, at a sports complex in Omga last week. DCI Caldwell remains in critical condition in hospital after he was shot in front of his young son in County Tyrone on Wednesday. He was targeted at a sports center where he coaches a youth football team. As of Monday, his condition remained critical but stable. At least 10 shots were fired during the attack, with two hitting vehicles in the car park. A reward worth up to 20,000 euros has been offered by the independent charity Crime Stoppers to anyone with key information. Well, I picked this because I wanted the video. Alec Gunter, welcome in, my friend. Thank you for the raid. Uh, say something so I can I can give you a follow myself. Welcome in. My name is Justin Freakin. We do a news rundown show. OAS. Welcome in. Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We find out what that news be doing. Yes, yes. Matt Walsh uh, once called me a formidable voice in the culture. Justin Freakin, the formidable voice in the culture. Thank you, Matt. Bosch said I had a wicked sick aesthetic. <laughs> I, uh, so I was having an argument with a right-wing radio host one time, and I was like, Matt Walsh shouted me out, told me I was a formidable voice in the culture. And he's like, well, let me see that clip unedited. And I, and I fucking shared it with him. He's like, Matt Walsh was trying to insult you. And I was like, duh, dude. Duh, motherfucker. And did you think I didn't know that? Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? I wanted to watch the CCTV footage. Let me find it here real fast, because we watch shit like that. Bro, what's going on, my friend? BBC gonna hook us up here. Here we go. We're going to the BBC for the footage. Can't really make out a lot. This is the CCTV footage of a shooting. Apparently this car Being a detective in Northern Ireland. Still on the loose. 
Oh, absolutely, Matt Walsh is a douche cannon. One of the douchiest motherfuckers walking the planet. Speaking of douches, let's go to... I shouldn't say that. A douche is actually pretty fucking useful. A douche is useful. Cops are not. I love the fact that YouTube has put a content warning on this. So let me hit mine. Content warning. We definitely understand. You may have seen that video of the latest student attack that sent a teacher to the hospital. Now the fa Wrong footage. Wrong footage. I did have this on the list and then I took it off the list. Hold on. My apologies. Should be my history over here. Hold on. So we covered this story. We watched part of the body camera footage last week, and I erroneously gave the cops credit for not being horrendous to the woman who was discharged from a medical facility in Knoxville. Yeah, I pulled the WWE. I said medical facility. <laughs> That's a Vince McMahonism. Can't call it a hospital. It's got to be a a medical facility. I actually praised the cops for not being uh, their normal horrendous selves towards the woman, but it turns out we just didn't watch enough of the footage. We just didn't watch enough of the footage, and they were really shitty to the woman. I don't, I've got the I've got the whole hour long footage here, but I was hoping. Hoping we get a. Condensed version because I don't want to I don't want to watch the whole hour long footage, but the police did not treat her with compassion as I thought they did. I, I have to admit I was wrong. A 60-year-old woman died after being arrested for trespassing. Knoxville, Tennessee police. Yeah, we didn't see, like, what we saw was them, you know, humanely helping her into the vehicle. We didn't see her laying on the ground and them berating her like this. So my apologies. I was derelict in my duty of, of bringing the news to you that these cops actually were really shit in this incident. Police have released more than an hour of body camera video of the arrest of Lisa Edwards. Edwards was discharged from Fort Sanders Regional Medical Center on February 5th and allegedly refused to leave the property. Hospital security called the police to remove her. I am Video shows Edwards insisted she was unwell and needed medical attention. Responding officers did not believe her. No, stop. Okay, it's not working. Okay, just stop. Okay? We're not doing this. So we're going to put you back there. 
We're not doing this no more with you. Edwards said she couldn't breathe and asked for her inhaler. When officers couldn't find one in her purse, they offered her a cigarette. Inhaler. You do not have an inhaler, but you have six packs of cigarettes, ma'am. I do have one. You want a cigarette? No. Police repeatedly called her dead weight as they insisted she step into the police vehicle. Listen to me. You me. I'm not. I'm not doing this with you. Okay. This is the Lord. Listen to me. This is the Lord's day. All I want to do is give me some coffee and some oatmeal. We're not going to deal with your mess this morning. We've already spent too much time on you. You're going to get up here in this van and you're going to go to jail. We're done with you. I'm going to You're not going to pass out. You know what? She died, motherfucker. So this is all an act. That's all it is. Despite her repeated pleas for help, Lisa Edwards was not believed. My problem with me is that I know it's all an act. You know, oh, well, been, we all know yeah, that. that. But unfortunately, if she goes over and can't breathe, that act's going to turn into a pain. Yeah. I was kind of thinking, uh, just put her on the sidewalk, throw a white blanket over, and everybody can go about their day. Please help me up. Please help me up. They just threw a blanket over? So people could go about their day? ...into a police cruiser. The officer driving noticed Edwards was unresponsive. Yeah, for <laughs> Grabbed her by the hair. Faking it or what, but she's not answering me. The cop called an ambulance and Edwards was taken back to the hospital where she was placed on life support. She died the next day. The Knox County District Attorney's Office declined to file charges against the officers who arrested Lisa Edwards. A statement from the DA said an autopsy concluded that Lisa Edwards died of natural causes, namely ischemic stroke, due to atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. A medical examiner wrote, from a review of these videos, it is evident that at no time did law enforcement interaction cause or contribute to Ms. Edwards' death. The now that may be true. Sanders Regional Medical Center said, but they certainly didn't help her. On specific details, patients are not discharged from the emergency room unless they are stable. The Knoxville Police Department said in a statement, in part, now that the district attorney's office has determined they will not seek criminal prosecution, the ongoing internal administrative investigation will move forward. The internal investigation will work to determine if any departmental policies or procedures were violated during this incident. According to police, the officers involved are on paid leave. This of, is of course, of course they're on paid leave. I just feel bad that I brought you this story on Wednesday or Thursday of last week, and I got it wrong. And I, I gave the officers the benefit of a doubt, but they were shit to her. They mocked her. They grabbed her by the hair. They didn't believe her. They may not have contributed to her death, but they certainly didn't do anything to help the woman who, who was clearly, clearly in agony. Let's go to Florida. Instead of Florida man this time, it is Florida toddler. It is a Florida toddler we're going to be talking about. Toddler outs a wanted fugitive hiding in the home, according to deputies. Deputies said while at the home, none of the adults present would say whether or not the woman was inside the house. Oh, this actually happened in Whitley County, Kentucky. I, my apologies. I thought it was in Florida. 
Grew up not far from Whitley County. Deputies in Whitley County, Kentucky were able to locate a fugitive with the help of an unlikely source when a toddler outed the woman. The Whitley County Sheriff's Department posted about the arrest on Saturday evening. The Sheriff's Department said a pair of deputies, along with help from the Williamsburg Police Department and the Kentucky State Police, went to a home in Williamsburg to serve a woman wanted on multiple outstanding warrants for her arrest. Deputy, and if you've, if you've heard of Williamsburg before, you may know it as the home of KFC. Deputy said while at the home, none of the adults present would say whether or not the woman was inside. You may not have to see a Good. In the future to find out if you have COVID or the flu. The FDA has now authorized a new at-home test by Lucera. I don't even know where that video's at. <laughs> oh, it's below. So a pair of deputies along with help, uh, I'm sorry, deputies said while at the home, none of the adults present would say whether or not the woman was inside. Good. Ain't no snitches. Don't snitch. Then a toddler stood up, put his hands on his hip, <laughs> and told the deputies, it is good to be honest. We shouldn't lie. She's inside the room next to the bathroom. No, teach the teach the kid. There's not. They didn't lie. They just didn't say. You don't talk to the cops. Teach the toddler not to talk to the cops. Don't narc on people. If cops ask you if you saw something, no, you fucking didn't. The deputies found the woman and took her into custody. The 45-year-old woman was arrested on two outstanding warrants for possession of meth. The woman also was served with four other warrants. It was just possession of meth. The kid putting its its hands on its hips and being like, it's good not to lie. No, teach the kid not to talk to the fucking cops. I hope the family uses it as a learning experience and uh, stops the kid from ever narking again. Always shut the fuck up Friday. <laughs> Oh, I haven't watched the video of, is it Scott Adams? Is that his name? The dude that created the Dilbert comic strip. It may be TOS over here. I'm going to take the risk though. We're going to take the risk of playing it. If you guys haven't heard it, apparently it's pretty bad, and uh, uh, he lost his job because of it. You know, nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay. Probably, like, okay. If you're a rich white man, here's the thing, is you should probably shut the fuck up about the black community. You don't know shit about their plight. It is not your place to speak on it. Just saying. Just saying, rich white man. You know, nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me. Well, have you met white people? Have you read the history of this fucking country? According to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the fuck away. Wherever you have to go, just get away. 
because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. All right, this can't be fixed. It can. It can. You can start with reparations. You can uh, rewind the racist policies, you know, from housing to the roads. We can make a more equitable justice. We can fix it. I think it's you don't want to fix it, sir. You just have to escape. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where, you know, I have a very low black population. Because unfortunately, you know, there's a high correlation between the density. And this is according to Don Lemon, by the way. Um, so here I'm just quoting Don Lemon when, when he notes that the, when he lived in a uh, mostly black neighborhood, there were a bunch of problems that he didn't see in white neighborhoods. So even Don Lemon... There are structural reasons for that, Scott. ...sees a big difference in your own quality of living based on where you live and who's there. So I I think it makes no sense whatsoever as a uh, white citizen of America to try to help black citizens anymore. It doesn't make sense. It's no longer a rational impulse. And so I'm going to... I'm going to back off from being helpful to black America because it doesn't seem like it pays off. Like I've been doing it all my life and I've been, the only outcome is I I get called a racist. That's the only outcome. Buddy, you are racist. It makes no sense to help black Americans if you're white. Uh, It's over. Don't don't even think it's worth trying. What have you done to try to help him? And he has a minion. And... There we go. You didn't expect that today, did you? (laughs) But those who don't want to focus on education, you just need to get away from them. Just get as much distance as you can. That's my... But you didn't expect to lose your job yesterday, did you? So facing fallout, uh, many of the newspapers, if not all of the newspapers that were running the Dilbert comic strip have dropped the dude. Dilbert comic strip creator Scott Adams on Monday faced continued fallout from remarks that likened black Americans to a hate group with a publisher withdrawing plans for a forthcoming book. Portfolio, a Penguin Random House imprint, said in a statement that it would not be publishing Reframe Your Brain by Scott Adams. The book, which was scheduled to be in bookstores and online on September 12th, was marketed as a self-help title, of course it was, to help reframe one's outlook and focus on repetition. Adams, 65, who has said that he is a victim of so-called cancel cult, I assume it meant cancel culture, on Monday, tweeted that his book agent is no longer representing him. He's, he's, the woke moralist came for him. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Late Sunday, the distributor of Adams Dilbert said it was severing ties with the cartoonist and had previously placed the comic strip, syndicated since 1989 in 2,000 publications based in 65 countries. As a media and communications company, AMU values free speech, the top leaders of Andrews McMill Universal said in a statement, but we will never support any commentary rooted in discrimination or hate, and that most certainly was. Adams' remarks on Black American surfaced last week via the YouTube show Real Coffee with Scott Adams. Addressing a Rasmussen report, 
survey that found 26% of black Americans disagreed with the statement, it's okay to be white. The white creator lashed out. Based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people, I'm not going to say it again. You heard it. We just watched it. Repetition is repeat these 14 words. Exactly right, DJ Dub. Well, that was something. Woody Harrelson, who I love. I think Woody Harrelson is amazing, but apparently um, he created some controversy over the weekend when he hosted SNL. I have not seen the monologue. I do usually watch SNL, but I've not seen his monologue. We're going to be watching it here. Hopefully, hopefully I don't get another copyright strike. I probably shouldn't play the whole thing, should I? I just only just, I, I'm, I'm reversing course here. I'm not going to play the whole thing. I've got one cro- copyright strike already. Thank you, Vince. Let's play the relevant 30-second clip. Because I, I, I don't want uh, Lauren Michaels coming at me here. But they are, the right wing is seized on this. And it's like, look, even Woody Harrelson is talking about how uh, it was all a ruse by Big Pharma. I love Woody Harrelson, but I do believe he is an anti-vaxxer. Him and Bill Maher are really close friends. So this is, this doesn't surprise me. Hey, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? Hey, so the movie goes like this. That didn't actually happen, Woody. That didn't actually happen. So he, he's saying he had a pitch for a movie. <laughs> and then he thought it was too crazy of an idea. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politics. He's saying this on one of the biggest networks, by the way, on national television. ...and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? Hey, so the movie goes like this. Well, that didn't actually happen, Woody. I love you to death. I think you're a great actor. You're one of my favorite actors, actually. Merkin, good evening. But that didn't happen. That is that is honestly some right-wing nonsense. And several right-wing outlets have been talking about it. Here is Western Journal. This is the second video of Woody Harrelson blasting Big Pharma appears online, this time with Bill Maher agreeing, because of course, Bill Maher is also an anti-vaxxer. Actor and comedian Woody Harrelson upset liberals in the establishment media this week. Weird that he upset the establishment media while he's on NBC. 
During the spot, Harrelson went after Big Pharma profiteering and the Orwellian lockdown measures, which never happened. That the Biden administration... What? You talk about Orwellian. There was never any lockdown in this country, and to the extent we locked down, it was during the Trump administration. Talk about Orwellian. I'm shocked. Holy fucking shit. And this is the re- this is the reason why uh people like Jimmy are so fucking dumb cuz they they read this shit and they want to believe it. They got the cog disc, they got the confirmation bias. They want to believe this shit. That statement is just absolute. And if you if you want to talk about big pharma, yeah, let's talk about the capitalistic incentive. But you guys don't ever want to talk about that. So this is uh, Harrelson on with Bill Maher on Club Random. Club Random. That we have to do all of these things, right? I just, I don't like profiteering in war, you know? Right. Think of the billions of dollars that have gone to big pharma. But I'm, I was getting back to my original yeah. point. Capitalism. The people I would trust with my health is big pharma and big government because neither one of those strike me as caring entities. Spoken you know? as the perfect redneck hippie. Really, <laughs> if that message doesn't, I mean, the they're notes. all about profit. <laughs> exactly, they're all about profit. And both sides and know that. It's the profit they've made. Wait, 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 wait. Woody doesn't smoke weed anymore. Him and Bill Maher aren't high off their gourds right now. And a lot of studies about vitamin D and how important it was when the people who had low levels they were much more um, vulnerable to COVID. Why not yeah. tell people that? Can't yeah. you make money selling vitamin D? Is it that kind of... What's the well, worst that could but, happen? But that's just it, man. There was only one thing, you know, the, the ivermectin got made into a, you know, horse tranquilizer. It's not a horse tranquilizer. It's a horse dewormer. It's a horse dewormer, and that's literally what it is, Woody. It is not a cure for COVID. Oh my god! No, the lab leak was not confirmed. You're a fucking idiot. Holy fucking shit. Right wingers are morons. No, they did not, you stupid motherfucker. Holy fucking shit. First of all, it was the Department of Energy, and it was a low-confident assessment that it may have leaked. You are a dumb motherfucker that does not know what he's talking about, and yes, we already covered it. Jesus Christ. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? 
Yes. Uh, a horse, whatever it is. Which it is, but also used by humans. Used by deworming. Hydroxychloroquine got uh, made ridiculous. Doesn't work. Um, and there was only one thing that could work. Was it made ridiculous? And people that have like lupus, I think it was, was the the affliction. I even had a friend could not get her hydroxychloroquine refilled for her lupus. Because dumb fucks were, were out here fucking prescribing it for COVID. That's the vaccine, right? And so ultimately, because of that, billions of dollars was made. There's a problem with your assessment there, Woody, is that the pharmaceutical industry didn't make billions of dollars off the vaccine. And we have Bernie to thank for that because they were wanting to jack up the price. But no, no. The pharmaceutical industry did not make billions from the vaccine. Sorry, my friend. But once again, we're talking about the capitalistic incentive. You're upset about big pharma, then let's nationalize healthcare easy solution but unfortunately Woody Harrelson who I love is a useful idiot for the pharmaceutical industry you guys ban the dumb fuck I won't I won't jump on to you for that one can a woman have a penis fucking idiot Aubrey Plaza looked super uncomfortable after her White Lotus co-star appeared to warn her about a wardrobe malfunction on stage at the SAG Awards. She almost got elbowed and also was being shoved in the back the whole time. Put two and two together. She looks happy. She looks happy there for once. (laughs) So here you can see her. Find one of her co-stars. Aubrey, who plays leading character Harper, stood in the background of the ensemble cast as Abraham delivered his speech, and she looked visibly annoyed the entire time. I think that's just her face. I don't know that she was visibly annoyed. While some people guessed that this was just a comically staged display of Aubrey's well-known personality, a closer look at her interactions on stage might uncover why she appeared so annoyed. It's not like no one in this video has ever seen Aubrey Plaza. That's her entire personality 100% of the time. Firstly, Aubrey appeared particularly angry right after her co-star, John Grease, who plays Greg Hunt, held onto her arm and whispered something in her ear that prompted her to readjust her cutout dress. She was close to to falling out there. Some people theorized that John was warning Aubrey of a potential wardrobe malfunction, which might have thrown her off and left her feeling super uncomfortable. People criticizing Aubrey Plaza's face during the speech, usually valid, but this time she had just been told to fix her dress and under boob. Her mind was probably racing a mile a minute. 
And while this certainly seems valid, fans also rightfully pointed out that Aubrey was very nearly elbowed in the face when her co-star Megan Fay and Michael Imperoli shared a hug at the end of Abraham's speech. She did almost catch an elbow there. Megan was seemingly unaware of how close behind her Aubrey was as she enthusiastically hugged Michael, and Aubrey appeared to react by mouthing, Jesus Christ! This prompted TikTok users to guess that Aubrey was expressing her anger. She almost got elbowed and was also being shoved in the back the whole time. Put two and two together. She looks stunning, though. Yeah, that's that's just the way your face usually is. I like Aubrey Plaza. The dress is gorgeous, indeed. Olakala. Did I say that right? Good to see you tonight. She did look stunning in that dress. She is a fantastic actress. I have not seen White Lotus, but I will definitely check it out. Also, Black Bear that she was in uh, a year or two ago. Reverse Thread. Good evening. Totally want to check out Black Bear. I haven't had time to watch a lot of movies here recently. Ah, from talking about bears to talking about bats, let me take you to a bat sanctuary. I don't particularly find them all that cute, but I'd say many people do. Check this little baby bat out. What's up, Seth? Look at it walking around there. They they are kind of cute. They look cuddly there. But my only experience with bats are, you know, them trying to like fly down at me. Oh look at it. Is that a is that a piece of cantaloupe? Kiwi? It's chowing down on there. Oh my god, it is absolutely cute. Look at these babies. Is the camera upside down? The, the bats appear right side up. Oh, look at it, yawn. Oh, it's still tired. It doesn't want to see the light. This is a bat sanctuary in Gainesville, Florida. Goth puppies. I'm assuming that the camera is upside down so that they appear right side up and they're actually hanging upside down. That's a piece of cantaloupe. I still wouldn't, I still wouldn't want to fuck with bats. Does that one have glaucoma in its eye? Do they smell bad? These look these look like they're well taken care of, like they've been bathed. Is the uh is the smell does it have something to do with like um oh it's the poop? Like maybe it's uh maybe it's a thing to ward off predators or some shit? It's shivering like it's a little chihuahua or some shit. 
This is a sanctuary, so they're taking bats in, I assume, that are not able to live out in the wild, so that would explain one that only had one eye. Had glaucoma or something. Yeah, it does look like it's missing an eye. Oh, sweet baby. Hope you're enjoying that piece of fruit. I didn't think I would find them this cute. I'm not a bat person. But these babies are adorable, especially this yawning one. It does say sound on, and I would love to hear the sound, but uh, I'm assuming it's it's going to have uh, something that's going to get me... Ah, fuck it. Who cares? We aren't on YouTube. Unilad is going to claim my video, though. Virus incubators, indeed. That's uh, where a lot of the, the pathogens that cause pandemics and endemics come from. But my god. My god, are these fuckers cute. Why you, why you gotta breed uh, viruses for? Look at it, yawn. Adorable little thing. If you are watching on Twitch, we're going to go say hey to Soup. A lot of good people on. It's hard to pick tonight. What you're going to go over to, and, and Soup's doing some Pastor Hagee. Usually it's comfort content. It's a good place to send you guys after my stream. I don't know why they've got Pastor Hagee up. But if you're watching on Twitch, you're going to head over to Soup for My Breadline. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live. <laughs>